and Matt Show, the disc golf podcast you've been looking for. Nick, we've made it to episode number 18. I can't believe it because we haven't even recorded live episode 17. What's going on? We're uh, doing it a week early, and I'm actually going to blame this one on you this time because you're going away on a little family vacation, finally taking some time off. And uh, so, yeah, we're actually doing a week's early episode for episode 18 because, yeah. It's not live. And the, and exactly. usually most of our shows are live, so people are engaging with the chats and they can join the conversation. Tonight we're recording, and we've got special guest Jomez Pro. The three original Amigos, I think is how I would say that. We'll put them on camera in a minute. They're sitting here on the other side of our new studio setup. I know it doesn't yeah. look amazing this, yet. This definitely looks different, though. I mean, I'm kind of looking at our webcam right now. We're never this close to each other. It's kind of about, tough. We can't really maintain boom. the six feet. Yeah, see, look at that. Yeah. Now, so. now we're, do I look over there? I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. I got too much going on at the moment. Okay, so... We've got a different studio set up. We've got a lot of things planned. We're recording this episode and the night before we bring in the Macbeths. Now, you know about the Macbeths because that was last week's episode and you're listening to a recorded yeah. episode this week. So we don't want to get too carried away, but we're going to actually be talking to Jomez Pro, those guys, Jonathan, Jerry, Mike, a.k.a. Follow Flight Mike. AKA vape God. <laughs> awesome. So they're sitting on the other side of the table right now, the desk getting ready to join in the conversation. We're going to talk about our predictions for the MVP open. And I say our predictions because it hasn't happened yet, but what's going to be interesting is those who are listening to this podcast after are going to be able to critique our guesses. Typically a show predicts yeah. before and then nobody can critique it because they don't go back and listen to the episode and, and comment. So yeah. now it's going to be like, you're wrong. Because I guess tomorrow we're going to predict who we think is going to win it. But then <laughs> this episode, we're going to predict what each person shot. So it's like, hey, Eagle shot 22 down, but got beaten by Paul at 23 down. It feels who a knows? little. It kind of feels a little awkward. It feels a little inception. Like, times in a row, yeah, but, a little like inception in yeah. a weird way here. Uh, so and then finally, a new segment called guess that player's spirit animal okay now this is something that i've been holding on to for a little bit for just the right guests and i think they are here tonight so we'll play this we game. got three of them this time in studio so awesome just a reminder to everybody the 2000 subscriber giveaway on youtube is running i think between joe mez pro being here and last week paul and hannah I think we're going to be pretty close. So get in on that. We're going to give away a bag, some discs, et cetera. Subscribe. That's all you got to do on YouTube. We have people who listen through iTunes and wherever else you subscribe to. And they say, how do I get in on it? I say, just go over to YouTube and subscribe. That's as easy as one it little is. button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up button. Give this video a like. And uh, Matt, let's bring them in. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and bring in Jonathan, Jerry and Mike. How are you guys doing? All three of you at once now. So how are you doing? Doing well. Yeah, we're excited to be back in new england for the mvp open aka the vibram open aka the maple hill open this is our what, fourth year right fourth year in a row 17 we got here in 17 which is coincidentally when we met yeah met you matt yes yeah. i was just gonna say so behind you guys is where you set up a desk and you guys drank what was it Arizona iced teas or something. <laughs> uh, Arizona. It was called RX Energy. And had the best jam session ever. Oh, yeah. Oh. That video just came up on my Facebook memories like three days ago. 
Maybe less. Here. It was I, right yeah, over there. Here. Never seen right hold, there. On. hold on. Listen. Oh, he found oh it. Oh my god, yes. That's like less than five I, feet to my I right. I I never even got an invite. What's, the end is, is the best. Look at those. Those tones. Oh boy. I wish I still had those shoes. Those are so comfortable. <laughs> Janoski. Janoski? Janoski? Are you playing an E right now? Now we got a C sharp? That's Michael, I don't know notes. I think so. Feel that. Dude, that takes me back. Holy cow. Shred, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, you see the Arizona on the desk right there. <laughs> So, unfortunately, wow. I don't think Follow Flight Mike has headphones on right now, so he couldn't hear his amazing improvisation, but oh. it was beautiful. Um, so, yeah, that was right behind where you guys are, and this is now three years later. Jerry, you filmed that. I did, and I am now going to submit it to Verizon's like text message little... <laughs> it, it would sound great. Yeah. Oh, for a ringtone. Like a ringtone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people, I think they were commenting on your post originally. They were like, oh, that would be like a great intro to commentary. And I'm like, uh, maybe like a <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe you like, perfected it a little bit. Absolutely. Maybe like a profile, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Even if it was profile. <laughs> you guys come over to my house. I got all the recording equipment necessary. So what Nick doesn't know is we're putting him on the spot. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was going yeah, to have him go play piano, piano later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would do it. One night we're going to do that. Maybe it'll be for Patreons. Yeah. But um, so this is episode 18. We came all the way to get Jomez Pro on here. Mm -hmm. And we've got some questions to ask them because we think that people want to know uh, what's going on. But before we get to that, you guys can participate in this as well. Before we get to that, I would like to know your predictions. And is it is it allowed? Is it allowed that you guys have favorite players as a media team? I mean, people ask us all mm -hmm. the time. I pretty much never answer that question. I do. I will tell people like who I enjoy filming, who's like really a, like nice to have on the card, who vibes well. I mean, there's obviously players that don't, and I don't want to badmouth them, but I can tell you like specific ones that are like very. I don't know. They just have a good vibe about them. They they do well with other card mates. They do well with media and some players, you know, fills up to them. I think they would just kind of go play by themselves and keep score and then yeah. and turn it in, you know. That's I just mean, how I for me, on the other hand, I feel like we've been doing this so long that it's hard to be unbiased now just because we've created these relationships with these players. So I kind of feel like I'm a favoritism comes into play for me. So, uh -oh. <laughs> well, a part of that's got to be from because you guys have gotten so close to the disc golf community, and you know, obviously, great friends with Nate Sex and Jeremy Coling. You know, obviously, you and Paul have a great time when you're hanging out together. So that definitely has kind of a play into it when you're good friends with the people. So 
Most F. Yeah, how can you not have favorites at this point? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, okay. So with getting that out of the way, you're not picking favorites. You're picking who you think is going to win, okay? Or the top three. And we're going to have Follow Flight Mike in on this. We, His name's Mike. He doesn't have a mic tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, yeah. <laughs> Mike with a K. We're going to pull over a microphone when we get to him. But um, let's go ahead and start with, uh, let's start with Jerry. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry. So we're going to have you pick three. Top three, and then just like a wild horse, a wild horse, dark horse, dark horse, dark yeah. horse, yeah. Brody Smith style. Okay, yeah. yeah, we're gonna wild horse. We're just gonna go with wild horse from here on out. All right, go ahead, Jerry. What do you think? This is just off the cuff. You weren't prepared for this. Okay, top three. I mean, you definitely have to go, Paul. That dude's notorious. Um, he's won it here. Yeah, before. Was, he's the reigning winner at the moment. I am a fan of James. He just won it. I mean, this is right up his alley as far as what sets up for his skills. So I'd go with that guy. And then it's it's hard to not go with KJ right now because he's he's been streaking him. So yeah. And I don't know why this 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 dark horse has been in my mind, and I don't know if it's going to come true. But I've been on the Kyle Klein bus right now, and that dude, okay. that kid's pretty solid. So. It'd be cool to see him do something special out Maybe here. Breakout tournament here. Who knows, MVP. right? Yeah, because he's he's had a solid season. I actually played the first round of GMC with him. Super solid kid. Young. Great form. Yeah, exactly. Has a lot of room for, you know, potential. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw him down at Idlewild. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I don't know. You... Yeah, I don't know if you want a specific one, two, three like podium no. finishes or well, just three potentials. Te- bonus, bonus Technically, points. we are. I mean, we are talking about. The winner, because yeah, who who was the yeah, winner? Who, Jerry? who won? Who won the event? Dude, that's weird yeah, to even be know, asking dude, that it's, right it's now. It's kind of crazy, but who won <laughs> and what did they? Shoot? I mean, it w- <laughs> what did they shoot? Hey, if I he mean, gets it right, that would be pretty sick. Paul, Paul absolutely shredded the course, man. You, what did he? He went nine. <laughs> Nine eight. Last and then, year he went eight. <laughs> no, he's eight he's, nine. No, he's saying, he's talking oh, about, oh, oh, the other day. God. I think yeah, he, what, this is awkward. Yeah, yeah he went yeah. nine eight nine. What did wow. Yeah. Finished 26. That's so weird. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, pretty good guess. Decent. Good for him. It's yeah. Me. And it's going to be really funny when you are way wrong. Like, Paul <laughs> just bombs the round. He DNFs like, for some odd reason. <laughs> All right. That probably means that Nick Carl's probably on the bag. <laughs> oh. It's true, though. Okay. It All happened. right. Not, okay. I've right. seen wow. it happen. Too easy. Sorry, bud. Sorry. All right. So pull that microphone over. Grab the elbow there of it. You should be able to get it all the way over there, I think. There you go. So, Mike, right. welcome to the show, Mike. We haven't yeah, heard, I know. I haven't heard I you talk yet. Like, this I was just going to sit there in silence. This might be Michael's <laughs> first podcast appearance ever. If I've, I could be wrong, but I think this is it. Is this true, Mike? I felt like we did one at a well, We did an AMA. Yeah, we like did an AMA. AMA. So, yeah, this is, is, I think, Mike's first podcast. Heck yeah. Wow. Welcome. Yeah, yeah I'm the man and, behind the camera. And I don't. Want to be in front of it. This is this is. I big feel deal. bad we didn't have the headphones and mic ready for him. This is like his entry. This yeah. is his entry and this smooth, soft <laughs> entry. Like he doesn't have to be. He can though. Yeah. All right. So you you watch disc golf a lot, whether or not you actually like observe it. I don't know, but you watch it a lot. Yeah. Who, who do you pick for your top three? And maybe a dark horse. Oh I'm, no, no, yeah, pick. But who won? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with Jerry that like Kevin Jones has been on a hot streak, so. I'm just going to mix it up and say he's going to, or no, yeah, he, he already took it. He won by, you know, five strokes, five strokes oh, over everybody else. Whoa. That's sick. Man, Kevin's on a heater right yeah, now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he did no, it, man. He, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> you did it. 
You did it. <laughs> okay, who are your other two names? Um, the top. Yeah, and then Paul. Paul's just always on fire. And uh, oh man, I'm trying to think. How about just? I'm just gonna say Rick. Is Rick here? <sighs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Ricky's here. Yeah. And then somebody. Well, yeah, he was, he then, was here. He's and then not your here wild horse. That yeah, your wild horse is <laughs> broke free. That's a little bit of an outlier. Um, let's see. Let's go with Nico. Okay. Ooh, former champion. The fro, as fro well. power. He did. Fro Nico <laughs> did win before. Was that back like 2011? I think. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Good for him. All right. Jonathan. Who What's we up? got? Who won it? They're taking all the names, so I'm you can have to use go them. Out. Yeah, no, no, no it's okay. I, I left one out, and I, I feel really bad for this. So I'll <laughs> say, I'll give my bad. no, I'll give my apologies I know, after. I know because I don't know why <laughs> I did not think about of the same. guy that like specifically shouted him out in his video just oh, the other day and man. talked about how good of a friend he was. And Jerry didn't pick Trashed, him for any of his four picks. That shows you how much I love being put on the spot. That's the karma for making fun of me. came right back. Right, blacked out. So I. I am going to go ahead and say that Simon Lazat is going to win because he was very close last year. If if there's anything that's so last year MVP Open was the first time that I and Jerry had just sat and watched the tournament rather than filmed it because we weren't filming last year. Oh, that's right. So Jerry was on Simon's bag. That's right. Another reason that Jerry should have picked him. But wow. he was on his bag, and I walked along <laughs> with the group, and I remember just thinking, like, I think he's got this, I think he's got this, and I think he fell off to chase card right before the final round. I yeah. don't know nope. what hole it was. He was, yeah, he was charging, and he was legit gonna possibly win, and yeah. it all went downhill on hole sixteen. Yeah, so I'm gonna Worst go ahead and kick say, ever. I'm gonna go ahead oh, and no say kidding. that Simon does does win the tournament. No, he did a, win. Oh, he did win the tournament. Yeah. With a congratulations, in, in order. Simon. He, he just Great heated job. up. He went, he went eight, nine, ten, and he won it with a twenty-seven, four strokes over Chris Dickerson, who just finally just turned it on for every round versus just like you know how he likes to wait till the last round, but he was able to to find a good yeah. a good pace there. Damn. So yeah, Chris Dickerson right there, right in second place, and um, in my third place. I got to pick one of the commentators, and the other one's just going to get upset, I guess. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say Yuli. Okay. Sometimes we watch we 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 watch both of them play, and I like Germ likes to make fun of him for it, but I I think it really does come to it as advantage where he like fabricates confidence, even if it's like maybe for some reason he some players take it from from I don't know from like a previous win or something and Yuli doesn't necessarily have those but then he's just like he can just kill it and yeah. I'm just like it's so cool I wish I could I could do that so Yuli and then uh my dork my your wild dork horse. horse my wild horse, dork horse. <laughs> that's dork another horse. one the dork horse styled horse <laughs> dude that's funny is <laughs> the dark horse and the dork horse <laughs> new accent no my, my that's your guy who you who is going to play well that played very poor like that's <laughs> yeah, your dork, dork horse, horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the wild horse. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the DB Dubs. We saw him last week. He had a really good, really good showing. He's uh, from Pennsylvania, I guess. Yeah, PA guy. Yeah. Yep. So I got to talk to him a little bit after that round, and I was like, dude, you you really held your own. Like, it's hard for to see people come out of nowhere 
be on that lead car after yeah. the second round or after the first round just shoot so hot and people are like yeah. oh what's he gonna do he's gonna screw up right like he's he hasn't been here before he's never been yeah. under this pressure and he did great i don't even know what the round i don't remember what the round was but it wasn't the worst on the card yeah well, he, he went lead card <clears throat> to chase card yeah i think he just fell on a chase and then, and then i think the last round he was third card but, but yeah, he kept it up there the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and so imagine if like you know, and then MVP gets their well, their, their podium guy. Yeah, so know, how did he do be, it? How did he do it? MVP. He, I think he, uh, he, he still got fourth, but definitely his all time his his best finish, yeah. his best outing. Yeah, yeah, because he 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 was killing it. He, I think he was either the first or second person to tee off at GMC. And he comes out with a ten down round, like yeah, seven, immediately seven thirty in the morning, and he was just set the pace. Yeah, at ten down. And I'm pretty and sure he was tied like, for second, right? Yes. Or he was in second yeah. place. Yeah, he was in second place because Conrad. And he came was out like one of the first hot fire. 13, yeah, 13. and he was one of the first rounds yeah. in, and it just sat there. And and never, it was just like, dude, what? Only one round Excuse beat him me? that whole day. Yeah. So, I, I really do enjoy watching yeah. people that you know, not necessarily rookies or anything. I mean, rookies, yeah. it's cool too, but people that have been playing and then they just finally kind of start, it starts clicking for them. And then, yeah, I I really enjoy watching that and then watching them s stick yeah. around because I know it's just Definitely. as easy to, to get up there and then maybe just kind of fall under the pressure or whatever. But watching people that, that can get up there and stay up there is like, mm -hmm. I really do enjoy I mean, seeing these new faces. I mean, feeding off of something like that, two instances come to mind and that's one kevin jones when he burst onto the scene at usdgc yep. never even knew about that guy yep and then second emerson keith at worlds oh yeah both of them both stayed on top with it which is top notch yeah because those are like really high pressure tournaments and Absolutely. yeah hey, i oh and, and to jerry's point even before before that, I always use Eagle McMahon as an example. No one knew who Eagle McMahon was. And I'm not saying no one, but like for the most part in 2015 at that GBO, yeah. he showed up. And I remember watching him warming up that final round. He wasn't on a lead card until final round. Mm -hmm. And little, you know, 130-pound kid, yeah. you know, and he's sponsored by Dismania. And I'm like, who is this, this kid? You know, he was literally a kid. And watching him... You know, he didn't win, but he still played well. And then yeah. ever since then, you you've known who Eagle McMahon was. He didn't yeah. show up and then and then go away. He's been here and he's still oh, here. Yeah. And he's still a kid. No, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I, he, I'm pretty, how old is he? I'm pretty sure back then he was only 17. 21, yeah. 22? So he's only 21, 22 yeah, so right yeah. now. It's pretty it's, insane. But that's, that's my wow. first yeah. example of like someone showing up out of nowhere, at least on yeah. the big stage, the national tour stage, and then being – obviously people knew who he was in Colorado and, and yep. you know, local. But So, yeah, what about you guys? So there's plenty of names that we haven't mentioned that we might be upsetting yeah. some people. So. I feel like I had names off the top of my head, but here's the problem. I know this is post-show. So like no one should crucify crucify me for this, but like I'm having Paul and Hannah on tomorrow, which was actually last week. Yeah. And if if they find out that I don't pick Paul to win it, they won't find out. It'll be that's too right. late. It'll be too late, <laughs> and they'll never come back on the show again. Yeah. I feel like Simon was a good pick because he's he's a local now. I mean, he yeah. plays it. That as was much another reason, wants. but really yeah. my main reason was what I got to actually watch him play last yeah. year. And like aside yeah. from watching through a camera, and I don't get to focus on that. I was like with jerry just like watching yeah. and being like dude you got this because like yeah. i just felt it but then it just mm -hmm. didn't quite work but i was like this year like i don't know i i know you could probably ask simon like what event would you want to win and aside from prestigious like really prestigious ones like usc yeah. world title i would feel like on the tour he would say 
my home, my basically MVP now. At this yeah. Point. yeah. And especially because he just bought a house, you know, yeah, he's, not he's, far from here. He's living mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I think he's about 30. Let's see. He's like 32 minutes from my house. So he's probably only 25. <laughs> Can you tell I, Nick? I, G- I GPS that one night when we went over. Oh, I was like, because I thought it was like 40, 45 minutes. He's like, nah, dude, I'm telling you, it's only like Simon. 25 minutes of Maple. I was like, well, you drive a really nice Audi. You know, that, yeah. that gets there a lot quicker. Simon, yes, I'm talking to you in your car while you're driving. Yeah. Yes, you, Simon. Isn't that pretty enjoyable, Simon, to have them just talk about you like yeah. this? <laughs> Nick plugged it in his GPS. We know you listen to the show. <laughs> All right. All right, back to the picks. So I'm just going to kind of make it quick here. I think, I know my top three. I don't know if it's going to be this order. Ricky, James, Paul. Okay, now the the order, that's tough for me. I think that... Paul wants to win so bad. The last couple of events have obviously... He always wants to win. I know, but I think it's... <laughs> is it is it wrong to say that it's starting to build up even more? There's a lot of pent-up competition blues. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm probably wrong. I'm going to go with Ricky over Paul. So Ricky wins it. And J- he did uh, win it. Yeah, yeah Ricky did. Yeah. And I think he shot 9 down, 10 down, 11 down. Jeez, we're getting wow, up high, even higher up there. What is right the there. what is the best? It's like eleven hundred to par gotta, in the last five years. What's the record? I, mean, I gotta say, Paul's forty five back. At, well, this is more than five years ago, but when Paul, the year that he shot the forty five, I mean, he was hella under par. You know, I bet you twenty seven that year. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But that's what I said. I said twenty seven. You go with so that's finish out your thirty. So I'm gonna check that out. <clears throat> anyway, so that's that, and then Dark Horse. Um. Is it? It's not dark horse to say Simon though, so I got to go with someone else. That it, I mean, in a sense, it kind of could be. He yeah, hasn't. Who's, he okay. hasn't won anything out in the road. And it's not dark horse to say Kevin Jones now. No, no. But what's it's, weird about Simon's situation right now, and the reason why I didn't pick him as well, is the dude's not a hundred percent right now. Mm-hmm. If he had a sidearm, it'd be easy to consider him as yeah. a potential, but he's just not. So I don't feel like he seems as comfortable out on the course right now. Man, I'm struggling with I'm struggling with my wild horse. <laughs> I feel like you're just trying to think of someone that you don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone I don't really know, but I know that they have. The, Kyle Klein was a good pick. Isn't I'm trying it, to think. Is who Nick else Carl is. playing? Yeah, don't don't you, not to win. Do not this, waste. How about this one? Do Let's not. say Ezra Adderhold. Ooh, Adderhold is that how you say it? Adderhold. Yeah, that's, I, I think it's Adderhold. That's a dark horse. Um, yeah. But hey, we're looking for a wild horse. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I'm struggling with the dark horse. Go, well, maybe go. you can think of one. Yeah, we'll Nick think of Carl. one. Is that, Nick, is Nick's I'm talking about it? Yeah. Okay. We can't forget FPO real quick either. Paul won it. 27 down. 999. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is tough because Ricky's starting to play better again. 999. It's, it's enjoyable. Down. It's enjoyable to see. But I'm going to go James Conrad in second. Okay. Because that dude in the woods, it's freaky. You know, he's good three rounds in the woods but he only shot 25 and then kind of want to go eagle honestly he's been oh no eagle eagle did get third (laughs) eagle did get third because he had his he had finally he finally had his pause there's people right now who are watching this segment so thinking we're actually confused. recapping yeah. they think we're actually recapping the event yeah no we are it's all right we are there's we there are, are futuristically recapping this trust event. me there is less factual information on social media at this very moment yeah. than what we're doing right now yeah. so it, it'll be just fine we're not so hurting anybody double g wasn't he a contender oh, last year last he got, year, he got second, second. can yeah, that second be place. my dark horse can yeah. it be that's i think that yeah. can be he's never won this he's 
I mean, why not? All right, yeah. I'm going with double G. Okay, so all right, go ahead, Nick. Finish so out. Paul first. Paul won it. Uh, Ricky got second. Ego got third, and my wild dark horse, Nick Carl, <laughs> myself. Absolutely, <laughs> the heck not. Um, I wish the door course. <laughs> I had, yeah, the door course. Gotta get a shirt. The, I I, I am the door course in this situation. <laughs> um, Let's see. I kind of I wish Adam Hammes was here because he was oh, having a Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been. He was doing real good last year. That would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. Man, I'm trying to think. Is there a local Nick? Anybody? Casey White. No. There you go. Yeah, hey. not, yeah. not not in the top 10 though. <laughs> Hater. I uh, no, not, in, not Wait, not he at didn't all. get top 10? Is yeah, he, he didn't get top 10 okay. in this one. All right. What Supposed did what did he get? Stuff. 22nd. That's what makes him a dark horse. <laughs> Yeah, but it's weird because I want to use like a pro that I think is going to be a dark horse, but Brinster's been in contention here. All right. But he's got a bad back. Emerson Keith. Okay, that's good. He's my dark horse. Yeah, he's my dark horse right now. That's good. That's good. I I like that. And let's do, let's do just real quick. You don't have to have the orders, but your top three FPO. I think that's pretty easy, but there's, there's some, there's some additions lately here. I'm going to go with Paige, Katrina, Haley King. And then if I was to do Dark Horse or Wild Horse, Heather Young. Okay. Nick, go. Uh, I'm literally going to do Paige, Haley King, Cat with Missy Gannon. Oh, Missy Gannon. Good Whoa. one there. All right, Jerry, what do you got? Got that. I mean, honestly, you nailed it. Paige, yeah. Cat, Haley King, and then all my Dark Horse is Heather Young. Oh, yeah. Before even you said yeah. your answer, yeah. that's nice. what I was going with. All right, Mike, what do you got? I'll just go with what you went with. <laughs> I, I'll it. defer the rest of my it. time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll defer the rest of my time. All right. What do you got, Jonathan? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go. You guys are all saying the same thing, so I'm going to go. I'm going to say that Sarah Hokum won it because I know she has. And then Haley King, Paige Pierce. And I like Missy Gannon for the Dark Horse. I'll do that. Okay. Off the futuristic talk that we're doing right now. Social media, you guys are very active in it, obviously. And you guys love fishing. (laughs) Where did you guys all like fishing when you started Joe Mess Production? Or did it kind of like grow onto you? And now that you're traveling the country, you're finding all these sweet kind of like fishing holes. I'll let Jonathan start with this. What's your favorite type of fishing? So yeah, go ahead and answer his question. The one you can so do starting, so, yeah, so, so starting with the first with Nick's question, I've literally been fishing. It's like when people say, as long as I can remember, like that's probably the one thing that I can actually say that's true about is like as far as an activity. Like I don't remember not fishing. It's just like I grew up. My grandpa lived, works, and lives on a ranch out in West Texas. And so we'd always go out there for holidays and through the summers. My parents would just drop us off for the whole summer and we just basically lived out there. So it's always been something that that I've just always loved and it just has that connection of family and memories and everything. And then the the older I've gotten, the more I've like wanted to take it more seriously. And you learn so much so much to learn about fishing it's crazy and like what what, what jerry's saying we 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 mainly target largemouth bass because they're everywhere i mean you they're 
I'm, I'm pretty sure as far as freshwater species, you could say that largemouth bass is the most popular fish in the world, like as far as sport, sporting fish or whatever they want but to call it. But do you it. find that they're bigger in Texas than they are in Yeah, Florida Florida and Texas is where you're going to find your biggest, at least in that's the United sick. States. But that's just like, and they're, the, the one, they're actually called like, I think they're called like a Florida strain. Like largemouth bass, like the biggest ones are technically called Florida strain. And then they just make their way, people, you know, move them over there to, but that's supposedly like the big, the best genes for largemouth bass. So I have those Bama bass too. Yeah. Sometimes those are like spotted bass too though. And like, those are just, there's just different, so many different types. So when you catch a fish in Massachusetts... And it comes out, and it's like three or four pounds. Do you yeah. feel like, oh, it's a That's, small one? No, you, you have to, <laughs> you, you, actually you really do know. have to know where you're fishing and like kind of what you're working with. And even though you're targeting the same fish, they're going to, they eat different things. Like we, back home, we use a lot of creature baits and crawdads and stuff like that. Crawfish, I don't know what y'all call them up here. We call them crawdads, but. I think, I think it's crawfish. I'm not okay. much of a fisherman. <laughs> they call but it's it, crawdads. We call them crawdads. And yeah. so sometimes you go places and, and you, they don't really have those and they'll eat frogs or they'll eat minnows or whatever. So you have to, even though it's the same fish, whenever you're thousands of miles apart, you know, they just have different ecosystems. And so a lot of times they say, what, what does it say? Like match the hatch. So you kind of, your baits are matching like what's, what the fish would eat and like what the, what the little minnows would look like and stuff. And so that's, that's why there's millions of different types of lures. It's not because, yeah. you know, they're just out there trying to make as many things as possible because they really want to mimic wherever you're at. You want to be able to have what you give yourself your best chance of, of catching something. So, well, yeah. just real quick shout out to somebody who used to be local up here. They moved to Texas. Obviously, now they're like big into fishing. They they liked it up here, but I think they started and I just see it a little bit through social media. Barrel fishing baits. If you're ever down there, check it out. I know he's down there in Texas and he's a part of that and they're making all these baits nice. and they're catching big fish. But yeah, anyways, so you like fishing and mainly largemouth. If you ever do you get out ocean fishing at all? No, you're not going to find me out. I, 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 I might I bay fish. That. Do you do I, deep sea fishing at all? No, no, no. I, people talk to me about how awesome <laughs> yeah. it is, and I just, I'm not the, I'm not your guy. I'll, uh, I, I don't mind bay fishing. I don't mind. Is that because of the environment or because it's just, it's just not really fishing? I'm just not comfortable. No, absolutely it okay. is. There's, it's intense out there. I've seen videos yeah. and I've seen what people catch. I respect basically any type of fishing. If you're out there doing your thing, like yeah. I got no, you know, nothing but love for, for people out there, you know, doing your thing. So, I just, it's not my, just being out in a boat in the middle of the ocean and not knowing what's, what could happen out there. I don't know. I, it's not, th- it's not that I'm like Mr. Like play it safe all the time. But when I think about being on a boat, most of my, whatever, my brain power is going to be focused on like, Titanic. oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> like this, what's going to happen versus like, I, I go fishing to, to relax mm-hmm. and to get my mind off of things. I don't need like a whole boatload of problems like weighing on my mind while i'm out there trying to enjoy myself so yeah i think i think me and jerry are probably on the same page there but last time we went to salisbury beach which isn't too far from here i don't think i don't i don't know massachusetts too well but we went there before or after maple hill last year and so i wasn't prepared at all for for surf fishing for like fishing in the ocean like salt water but i tried anyways and didn't didn't have any any, any luck i just ended yeah. up losing a bunch of baits on the jetties because there's so many rocks and they get stuck and oh yeah that's a good point. so Dang, yeah. it was fun but if, if i go back i definitely want to be more prepared but as far as deep sea i'm probably gonna get a lot of hate because people tell me how amazing it is but i'm just like sorry don't ask me to go on your on your charter yeah. boat because i'm I'm not going to do it. That's 
That's actually an interesting thing you just mentioned, and, and it's it's part of the society we live in. And I wasn't even going to go here, but YouTube, I've heard in general, YouTube, you guys obviously have a big platform there. YouTube, I've heard, has like, I don't know how to explain it, the craziest people commenting like on any social platform. Um, what do you know about that besides maybe just experience from people commenting crazy things because like even on our show right now people are watching us on youtube right and they're hopefully enjoying our content but there's somebody that's looking at the the footage going i don't like the way matt's sitting and not looking across the right way over there you know what yeah. i mean like they they literally it's amazing what they catch like what's your experience with youtube as far as the community goes is that accurate of course you have to it's it's a huge problem in our society that people used to have to say stuff to each other's faces so it was very like limited or yeah. like, people just it was very rare to have somebody be that mean that would say something to your face you know i mean that's just how it is and now that we all can hide behind the keyboards and say whatever we want like you can be as mean as you want and have and you don't have there's no repercussions you know if every, anything goes you're you know you might get banned or something for a day or you know whatever yeah. whatever yeah. nowadays the not facebook sure. punishment is but it's <laughs> yeah it's awful because you can say whatever you want and it's not going to get any better it's just gonna you know it's going to continue that i don't know if jerry has any other perspective on that or mike but as uh <laughs> they just look at you each cannot other. focus it's, on all yeah. the negativity that's the problem like uh, on our videos if so if we we have the the most amazing fan base. It's so awesome. The community that, you know, the disc golf community that's that's here, like watching all the stuff that we're doing and everyone else, all these content creators. But you'll you'll get a hundred positive comments and the one negative one sticks in your head. And it's so stupid. Cause that why <laughs> yeah, does that yeah. why oh, does yeah. that carry any more weight? than the other hundred if there was a scale it would just be completely you know the, the opposite but instead we flip that in our heads and we go oh he didn't like you know yeah. the audio guys your audio sucks you guys gotta do something about that what's wrong with the pacing why does why does germ make noises why does you know you know it's like, i remember that no, wasn't sir. he eating like a pop tart yeah that was so well funny. see that's the I thing i didn't hear it though but like people like listen or watch with like they on purpose i feel like yeah are looking for something yeah. it's like yeah. makes their day that's to the find thing it. though is we've learned to for the most part is to flip it around like if someone's going to make fun of germ eating what did we do like a week later we were in Pins we were at pfdo P uh, pittsburgh and we did a fake video of germ eating pop tarts in front of the microphone <laughs> you have to take that stuff head on yeah. you have gotcha. to learn to make fun of yourself and to beat that stuff because you can't get bent out of shape you can't start getting on there and defending yourself well blah, blah blah and then they just attack you yeah. even more it's that bully mentality as soon as as soon as you yeah. turn it around on yourself you know it's just like being in school if you if, you, if i could have like told myself to do that back then like they would have just stopped making funny because there's no fun yeah exactly yeah, exactly. But I, I kind of want to. You're literally preaching to us because when Matt and I first started the show, <laughs> Matt Matt's all about reading the comments and you know listening so are you. back okay. back again to our you know podcast and everything. Yes. And I'm just like, you know, oh, someone named pickle liquor called me a bad word and <laughs> you know, no, like, it was pop tart oh, liquor. Oh, pop tart liquor. Sorry, pickle pop, liquor. pop tart liquor. But. The first couple of weeks, Matt kind of like looked at those and he's like, bro, I was staying up all night thinking about that. Comment. Come on. Like, you can't do that. And you're, I was like, Matt, you're new honestly, here, though. It's OK. But that's where like our show has come so far. And Matt is, you know, 99 percent of the reason for that when it comes to the quality of the microphones and everything. So I, I told him, I was like, dude, you're you're doing a much more incredible job than that person <laughs> yeah. on the Internet. 
could ever do in a million lifetimes. Yeah. It took you me. Gotta, yeah. It took me. What are we show? We're show eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> it took me probably the first six, seven, or eight shows to get through the idea that like someone's going to share their opinion and it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like, and I say that, but in the same tone, the ones who are commenting, I think value. Yeah. Matter. And there's a oh, such yeah, thing can, as constructive yeah. criticism. And we know Absolutely. that at, when yeah. you're reading it, you know, if that person was trying to be <laughs> yes. a jerk or whether they were like, Hey, you're doing a great job, but I really think you should try this. And that's why I love feedback from YouTube. We're in, we're in this era of media where, when people used to produce shows and movies and, and, and things like that, they had to turn it into focus groups and show it to them and then get feedback a week later, a month later, and then read critics reviews and stuff in the paper and stuff. And now we can post a video or like in, in the case of like when you guys do live streams, the, the feedback comes through instantly. Yeah. And so it's this overload, but if you can learn to like navigate that and, and take all the positive stuff and, and like, it's hard because thankfully most of the feedback is positive and it's hard to like really look at that because you're just looking for like where's the one guy that yeah. that hates it where's the guy that's, yeah. that's being a jerk yeah. so so nick and i have both experienced that and i just want to say to those who are watching listening now like we have learned who you are and, and like those who well, <laughs> i know where you we know your gps coordinates yeah we know who you are we'll find you but there is one time and let me just share this and we'll move on there was one time somebody commented, said something like really outrageous, like just inflammatory, right? And I said something like, yeah, man, you're so right, actually. I feel really bad about what I did, <laughs> da, 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 all this stuff. And they're like, whoa. Like that <laughs> blew their they, minds. They, yeah. yeah, they were taken back to the point where they literally replied with like, I'm I am in the wrong. I apologize, and I'm going to give your show a go. And I, it, and I was like, yeah. "Wow!" It was like, "Come to Jesus moment" or something. Yeah, like. no but like, but to your point, it's either what they're saying is either accurate or like totally troll. Or and if it's offensive to me, it's probably because I'm sensitive to it. Because maybe there's some truth. In yeah, it. yeah. There there is truth in some things people say. It's just weird to say it sometimes. Like no joke. And you're probably watching right now, whoever this person is, but they're like, dude, your beard lineup is the weirdest I've oh, ever seen. Dude, I just, your beard is weird. I just and got like, that the other day. <laughs> it was the, it was the, the, what's the tournament we did before this? I'm like, Ledgestone. Uh, yeah, it was GMC, so obviously GMC, it was GMC, but it was after we left Ledgestone. I did a the I always go do on camera stuff for for our highlight videos. I say like, hey, thanks to our sponsors, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> and I hadn't shaved my beard in a while, and it's like it's decent, but it's still kind of like hides, you know, it runs down towards yeah. my jawline or whatever. And somebody was like, Jomez, your beard is sickly. He was like, not sick. It's sickly. It looks gross or something like that. And so of course, then I'm like, dude, my beard looks bad. Like, I know. So then I shaved it. Here I am. Like I trimmed it, and I'm like, no. and it's because I don't even think about this stuff day to day. Because even if they think like whatever, like we're all like close enough friends, no one's gonna comment. No one's gonna come to your face and say, dude, your your facial hair is is whack, man. Yeah. Because They're not they going don't to. really yeah. care about exactly. it, and I don't yeah. think the rest of the world actually cares about it. It's just this one person. Anyways, I would, now, now, you got me, now you got me looking at Matt's beard. No. Like, Before we move on, on. that's I why wanna... you just skip past no, Nick, all this. Look Nick's at this. Wearing... Yeah, Nick's... see, Jerry, I do not care anymore. Like, I literally told him I was like, we can't I'm, see I'm... it. Let me, let's see it, Jerry. I literally told him I was pull like, you know what? Up. I'm just gonna, I'm pull just gonna your, do pull this. Pull your mic down just a little bit so they can see it. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. look at it. All right, all right. That's when you just don't care anymore. And you know what? Like he said. I have a girlfriend back home. I have people that care about me, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, hey, I if she hear... was on the road with you, would it be different? 
No, because I'm like, okay. dude, look what I got going on. And she's like, oh, it looks good. Like, honestly, she's <laughs> like, dude, it looks good. I'm like, oh, this thing's got us pixelated because go. you're not seeing everything. I want to hear Mike's feedback on, on this topic <laughs> yes. because I feel like he he gets to sit and read a lot of the stuff whenever, he, you know, he's editing and stuff. Like, how do you how do you feel like when you see feedback, especially like on our videos and stuff come through that something that might pertain to like something like, you had control that over? How does that sucked. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Or, or why did that guy or like not how has get a it progressed from when we started to maybe now like your attitude towards I guess negative yeah, feedback. Yeah, I guess like anybody starting anybody starting out on social media or like YouTube or anything, any kind of platform like that, well whenever you first start, just like you guys said, like you're gonna pick out those negative or bad comments and I and I used to do the same thing, like, Oh man, they said something about me, like hmm. <laughs> like why does that guy vape so much? <laughs> um <laughs> But like basically, and then, then I would just shut it down and not read the comments. But I'm now I'm at a point where we have such a broad fan, like, like the spectrum of the of all our fans. Like they, it's a, it's a it's a really diverse group. So basically, like I get a little hints or like I pick up on a on a, on a lot of stuff uh, to make the to make our product better. And sometimes they have like they help a lot and like like hey, if you guys did this, maybe you know this would be but like our drone footage somebody had a comment about like how we could export it better and i'm like you know what we probably could export it better <laughs> you know like i like looking at it like yeah maybe we should yeah but th that's kind of my point earlier yeah. is like sometimes when it actually feels a little sensitive it's because you're like it actually is true mm -hmm. but you didn't have to point it out man we know it yeah <laughs> like yeah. but yeah i've definitely picked up a few pointers from from people who actually wanted to help so that's that's, well, that's how cool. I see it now, yeah. and I'm like, I don't even see the negative ones because there's so few of them. Like, it, there's only like a few bad apples in there, and then <laughs> the rest of everybody's like, oh yeah, awesome, can't wait. Well, yeah. once you hear enough positive, that's the other thing that I took away from this is once you hear enough positive feedback, it's not like you're like, oh, I'm addicted to the positive. It's like you actually start to say, well, if if a thousand people are saying this one thing, and there's like one or two that are yeah. saying something exactly opposite, exactly. who's who's probably the the weird apple or doing yeah. it for attention which yeah. i yep. you can tell sometimes yeah. when people like <laughs> this is another example i know we need to like move on no to this is topic, fine but, as long as we're willing to go but, three hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh it was just recently some like probably from gmc commentary or you know the videos we just released or now two weeks ago i guess whatever people watching this yeah, but yeah, yeah. and it was just like I love it. I love how people are embracing like you, Paul Uliberry, because obviously Sexton hasn't been out here all season for you know for for his reasons, and and I think that's awesome. Check out for episode him. fifteen. There you go. Yeah, that was fun. Watch by the way. Oh, and yeah, uh, you were a part of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so and so everyone's like, Uli's great. He's hilarious. You know him and Jerm, blah, blah blah. And there's one guy that. I think we highlighted it on our Instagram. I, I think you, if you saw it, it was on Instagram story. Yeah. And it was like user feedback and I had it and it was pause like hey I told Jeremy like pull up that comment and let's have Yuli read it real quick and he was like please have Paul stop doing commentary he sounds high you know he's tired he sucks and he just started busting out laughing <laughs> oh, and I was God. like there was no punctuation he literally just blurted out all the words in that into that comment and there's no way he meant that yeah. he literally was just like what can I type that somebody's gonna reply to me yes. or somebody's gonna like attack me or whatever because some people just they get bored and they just want to stir things yeah. up so you know that that guy didn't feel that way if Paul Uliberry was right there at his home course he'd have been like Paul can I get your autograph yeah. whatever oh but my gosh. just some people have to just they need to stand out which yeah. is kind of funny because now that you bring that up 
it'd be kind of cool to come up with a little series like the mean tweets. Yeah, I've been driving. Yes, I've been driving. We've all thought about it. Dude. I've been driving around thinking about it. I'm like, every guest we have on, I got to go find the angry tweets <laughs> and like have yeah. them like do what they do on. Yeah. The late night or yeah, whatever dude. it was. So that was a good that was actually yeah. I feel like I don't know if that's ever actually been a topic on any podcast or show about like the community of disc golf commenting and all that on YouTube. Yeah. It's really Dude, interesting. Low key, like they're helping more than you think. Yeah. yeah. Even the negative ones, because for it us, takes, yeah. for us, we're like constantly moving and moving. Maybe you do need that reminder and you tend to forget things. So yeah, maybe I, somebody does have to tell me to Come trim on. my beard. Like so all the, I'm not going <laughs> to all the viewers. Thank you for keeping us in check. For sure. This show's comments are going to be very interesting. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, and we're going to highlight far. them. <laughs> yeah just leave a bunch of comments and we'll have to decide if you really meant something mean about us if you're just trying to stand out. okay for... Re real quick this is not a full topic here people want to know where can they get the follow flight app <laughs> is that is that a thing is that is that an app or is that like a person all i have to say is oobly oobly <laughs> so mike your 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 nickname at least that's been given or you own now is follow flight mike so tell us about that like is there an app was that an april fools thing what can you tell us yeah so i mean jonathan is really the one who like for the longest time i'm pretty sure you had the idea for however long yeah but we just basically i'll just let you tell it <laughs> well i mean it's not gonna, okay so you're not off you're not off the hook no it was it was like three years in the making like i kept seeing like we need to do a follow flight app for April Fools. It'd be awesome. And we kept putting it off because we knew it was going to take some work. And then we always thought of it last minute. Like every, you know, the off season hits and you don't think about anything. And then you gear up and it's like February, March. And before you know, it's April 1st. And I'm like, well, we missed it again. I didn't want to phone it in. So <laughs> this last year, we obviously had time at home um, after after Waco and we mm -hmm. all got sent home or whatever. So we took a week or two and we did it. And it's it definitely pissed some people off because like people were like immediately looking because they've always so been funny. asking us like if there was an app it would be amazing and then mike mike just laughs like yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah. so he can tell you he can go yeah. from there like why why or how far away would we even be from something that like could even exist i tried like telling that. people so people can understand from yeah, yeah. Go ahead. so yeah i'm good at editing and i'm good at filming and other things but i am not a coder or an app developer so if so that's basically what it would, would take but can like, you tell I us would... how long does it take not yet <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah how long does it take on in just average you get a great shot you're doing a single flight tracker mm -hmm. like is it 15 minutes is it 30 what is yeah, it yeah so in the beginning yeah like i did it the long way basically how that's the way i do it <laughs> so yeah people cop <clears throat> copying me like, yes trying to I be tried very hard. Like, now yeah it used to take about 45 minutes a shot now it's like it, everything is getting a lot faster and the software is getting faster so and like computers are more responsive but yeah basically now it's like maybe 15 minutes so we're getting closer to the app per per <laughs> follow flight yeah it's about 15 well, minutes. see the thing is what insane. he's but, saying like there's still nothing about it yeah. though right that's like yeah. that's assisted by the computer exactly. like when you think about yeah. tracing that disc it's still all by hand it's, it's all manual faster yeah. the, pro the, the the software is processing it faster but there's nothing in it that's like Mike says, here's the beginning of the flight, here's the end, and then it does yeah, it. Like, that's still, nothing automatic about it. Yeah, like golf Golf has it, but if you notice when you see it on golf, it's in real time, but it's on a lockdown tripod shot, yes. which means that that tripod is nothing about that environment in that in that 16 by 9 square is changing except for that one factor of the ball going in, so it knows what to look for. But as soon as you take that thing handheld, even if you move it 
just ever so slightly the whole thing would would not work so that's why people need to realize like handheld follow flights like on 3d camera tracking and stuff like that versus like a lockdown shot it's just it's a it's a completely different process you so, guys yeah. <laughs> they they you guys created the opportunity for to pay a certain amount and have it done was this during covid like break yeah i, I think it was yeah right? we, we did did that have any popular return on like people wanting it or I'm, was it kind of like whoa i'm I remember... not gonna lie i'm pretty sure we sold one okay and that's okay like we did it because we didn't want to say ten dollars and then Mike's like, "You guys suck." Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, making, I'm making, thousand I'm, followers. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got, yeah, I've got a hundred follow flights at ten bucks a pop. You know, like, so we set it at like a hundred bucks because if you wanted it bad enough, then you would do it, and if you didn't, that's fine. Yeah. And so I, I thought think it was we sold, good. Yeah, I think we sold like one, but it it was that was more of like a playing off the the follow flight app. We didn't want to just leave people high and dry because I, we knew we were, but we were like, if we at least say that you can pay for a fall of flight on your stuff. Like, I thought it was good. It was just, gotcha. a, you know, and it, it was another thing for, you know, the, the shutdown. We, you know, that kind of stuff was just an idea of like, how can we maybe make some more revenue? But it was for how me. How about I lessons? Just, how about lessons? Like I can spend a half an hour tutorial with Mike and he can teach me how to do it. Like he's I'll legitimately pay, asking you I'll if pay, you can spend no, time. No, like I'll pay <laughs> time, right? Is it, yeah. is it, We've, I trademarked the name. Yeah. yeah. Is, is your uh, intelligence of what you've learned trademarked? Yeah, I mean, well, it's in his head, so I guess it's tr it's pretty protected because he doesn't he doesn't you know just go off telling. Do you everybody have him insured? Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah. They're it's, trying to clone me. I don't yeah. know what the procedure is. Who uh who decides who gets a fall of flight and who doesn't? That's pretty much Michael. Me, yeah. I'm because I'm the one editing. So yeah, yeah. He's he's full time editor in like a more recent role where he doesn't spend as much time on the course. Yeah. He. Because we've gotten our turnaround time like mm -hmm. so much quicker that, uh -oh. yeah. There's always talk like, especially during the rounds, like, dude, you're gonna follow flight that right? Or like, dude, can you give <laughs> yeah, me that? I love it. Can you give yeah. me that slow mess? I'm like, it. you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody tries to give me like yeah, little small talk. I'm like, it's not gonna work. You never would have thought yeah. that we'd be at a point where we had created something. Well, specifically the fall of flight we didn't create the slow-mo replay we just gave it a goofy name and now here <laughs> yeah. we are but like we're the players ask for that stuff now they're like like jerry said that's gonna be a fall of flight right or give me that slow mez whatever we hear that pretty often and it, i think it's amazing that it's just like something that we we're just out here having fun we're creating a product yeah. and it just keeps evolving year after year and now the players are just like they want it's like a little badge of honor in a round oh if you my get, god yeah if, you know and people start counting how many slow mezzes were in that round and and who got the most and and at the end of the year we do compilations and they love the i think the fall of flight one was probably the most the most most watched end of year compilation yeah. from last year because it's just over and over people love it and they're like it's some so people, pretty some, some people shots, legitimately yeah. still comment like you guys should follow flight every shot in the round. And Michael, oh my you know, God. Michael's just like you. I can't have no well, idea. So that kind of brings me to kind of my last question about this is, and I could be wrong. Obviously, tell me if I am. But 2019 Worlds, the elevated basket at Eureka, was that the first time you did a four-person follow flight? 20, 2019? 2019 no. Worlds. When did you guys do the first multiple the person? Multi Final nine. Final nine? Oh, that oh was like that's a final nine in Kentucky. Brandenburg, right? Kentucky. The quintuplet? Yeah. It was five okay. people on the card. And they just, I mean, it wasn't a super long hole, but it wasn't the easiest hole either. And all five people, mostly AMs, by the way, there was two touring pros, um, 
Trevor Harbolt, Dutch, Dutch Napier, Dutch, and yeah. then three others that were just kind of local pros. And they all five just parked the crap out of it, almost aced it, you know. And they, you know, so Michael's like, all right. So he did a quick, yeah, you know, the so first quintuple <clears throat> fall of flight, which will never happen again because we don't film five man cards. Yeah. And, but I, I will say that further back though, when the fall of flight was first trying to be a thing and we didn't have a name for it yet, it was 2016 Worlds in Emporia. And we had, similar to what golf does, we had a lockdown tripod shot because Michael, you know, knew that that would be the most, likely way that we can do multiple follow flights is if it was all locked down because he didn't quite know yet what does it look like to copy the 3d information from one shot to mm -hmm. another because even though jerry might film the exact same way both times he's a he's human he's not a robot it's going to vary at <laughs> least a little jerry. bit and that's how that's that's how where that software comes into play with what michael does to do you know basically even though the shot's not exactly the same the software is smart enough to kind of help compensate. I guess is that pretty much how how that works with multi multiple follow flights. Yeah. So the the, the quintuplet follow flight. How long did that take you to? Oh, well, that was a while ago. That was yeah. when we were first starting to yeah, do all that stuff. Yeah, that was twenty seventeen. Yeah, and we were doing final <clears throat> so nine. So it's kind of new still. So back then, I mean, I probably spent a couple hours on that. No kidding. Because I had to figure out exactly how. <sighs> well, for that, sorry, for the lockdown shot, it wasn't too bad because. Um, yeah, the 2016. Yeah, the 2016 one wasn't too bad because it was a lockdown shot. Yep. So I could, I could just redraw the lines and, and copy right. and paste and it was done. Yeah. I didn't have to realign. But for for a track, for a moving shot, basically you have to copy the information. And then um, so when you copy the, the, the tracking stuff from one shot to another, one, everything gets off. So you have to like... Do keyframes for scaling and yeah, uh, rotation, <laughs> orientation. It's like the person you're speaking gibberish yeah, to me, to be yeah, honest. So it's, it's, like, it's crazy. Translates cool. to a big Sounds headache. easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and to think that, so really quick then, I'm going to talk about our newest full-time member, whose name is Kevin mm -hmm. Tama, a.k.a. Nice Boy Kev on Instagram. And he... We get emails pretty often about people that say, I want to work with Jomez. You guys have the best job in the world. And, and and I think that's awesome that people do show interest in that, even though they don't have a clue what it would be like to be on the road, like what we go through. It seems like all glamorous and stuff. We love it, but it's like, yeah. I don't know At how many people like, really mean that they would really want to come out and be like a part of the crew because yeah. it's like you have to be a special kind of crazy like <laughs> us. But um people send in their demo reels they say i've worked on this their resumes all this stuff and the one thing that stood out from him from his demo reel was that he had from what it looked like perfected the fall of flight i've seen plenty of attempts where it's a little shakier it's a little bit you know it's not quite like like what michael because he's the guy that created it of course it's like it doesn't look exactly like it and mike and kevin had already just he just had it and i was like how in the world does he have these and so I email him back and we start talking a little bit and then I get on the phone with him and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, I figured that out in like, you know, like a week or something and all this. I'm like, all right, we found, we found one of our, you know, our new guys. And now he oh, yeah. helps with the workload on the fall of flights because, you know, Mike's in there editing and, and just going hard at it. And so it's nice to have somebody else that can, that can help with that stuff because it's not, it's not easy to, you can ask anybody that's tried it, that it's hard to, to try to figure out because there's no, there's no blueprint. Michael, Michael keeps that close to his, to you know, the yeah, cards close to chest. Yeah, how much you sell that to yeah. that guy, you know? Did you sell for five grand or yeah. something? Yeah, it's going on? in the grave. Yeah, he, this he, guy figured it out in a week. If he sells it, it'll, it'll be like 
pays for his kids' college funds and stuff if he was to I've, sell the Fall of yeah, Light. I've tried to figure it out. So I dabble in Premiere After Effects <laughs> and the whole nine yards, right? I can figure out the basic. And then I sit there and my brain starts to fry because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, how do I, I'm like, is this a cone shape? What is a 3D? Like, ah, oh, I just started like going crazy because <laughs> I'm like, I can't figure it out. So it, it is awesome that you guys do this. I think that's really cool. Um, I, before we move on, I do remember when you guys were down here in this now studio slash basement slash entertainment room, the whole nine yards where you slept, where you edited. I remember after one of the rounds talking and saying, um, you guys are like, any ideas? And I'm like, I was just thinking of one. What if you do like a multi-flight tracker or something? You guys were like, yeah, we've thought about that. So like it had to be in that same window. You guys probably think about a lot of things, right? So like there's a lot of things out there where you could do them. And let's just call them a dream goal or one day maybe. Um, does anything stand out to you in your brains that you've either individually thought of or as a team you said one day? Like it would be really cool if. It, I guess it could be anything really. Is it just a larger team? Is it a so, it's uh, You go ahead. I think we're uh, literally the, the one brain right now. I don't know if we are, but I'm just going to say a self-driving RV. So, I don't, okay. so we don't have to drive anymore. <laughs> way off. Driving, way off. driving is, the, is like the worst part of the Almost the worst part of the hey, job. I find I've grown to I've grown to to love it because I can use that as my time to just like think and listen to music and chill. But like it would probably be one of the first things to go. If it was just like if we had a full time driver, obviously that's what I really mean. You know people are but, gonna comment. So you need, yeah. be your driver. You need a Tesla <laughs> R V just self. Yeah. I mean they have it now. I've yeah. seen the technology. Yeah. Trucks are starting to drive themselves for logistics, you know, purposes. I don't trust it at all. Yeah. But okay. So Jerry, it'd honestly be a pretty sweet gig. I mean, once you get past the drive, you literally have six days. Yeah, of just, you have like a week yeah. to just chill, to yeah. golf or True. watch. So what's what's your thought? You were part of Jomez since the beginning, as far as I know, and uh, do you have close like, enough? Close enough. Yeah. What, what kind of big picture ideas have you thought of that you think? Well, maybe one day. Uh, one day, I'd like to have obviously with the merch and everything they going on and the inventory. All in one spot, I'd love our own course with, I mean, uh, RV hookups. Basically anything to, to, to have a comfortable stay there. And that would be the main place to start off what would eventually be the Jomez Pro Tour. So this is obviously way down, I mean, down the road, but... I I think we could pull off our own tour. I don't know how many stops it would be, maybe four, five, but I think it could be a realistic thing. Matt, are we getting once again exclusive content on? The <laughs> so Nick first of all, Nate Sexton wants to do like a big amateur tournament yeah, on one of his yeah, courses yeah, one day. But that, the yeah. Jomez Pro Tour, in my mind, immediately, and this was also one of our questions about the brand. It's cool on the course, off the course. You guys have done a phenomenal job. I see people wearing Jomez Thanks. Pro, and I'm like, man, they've killed it. Like. I think it's a very trendy, cool brand, too. Like, you guys have done something right as a team. You guys are killing it. But, like, to that to that point of the Joe Mets Pro Tour, my initial thought is, like, I don't want to – X Games sounds a little crazy, but, like, it seems more trendy and hip. Like, Joe Mets Pro Tour sounds way more trendy, hip to me. It flows, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's probably thanks in part to the Disc Golf Pro Tour, who is already kind of, like, half the name is already <laughs> yeah. just, like, it already is breaked into your brain. <laughs> put whatever in but, front of Pro Tour and it's good. No, to, to Jerry's point, like, I mean, we've been thinking about this for for at least a couple of years. I mean, we've been thinking about it probably for a lot longer, but we've been taking a more serious look at it for a couple of years. 
how what is the process of getting into like buying a piece of property and and of course all the things that go into that you got to have you know the the cash flow up front for stuff like that and to to start building on it and like jerry said if you want to like be able to host rvs there because we know like every year there's more and more people in vans and rvs and Mm -hmm. i would love nothing more than to be able to accommodate stuff like that and kayla visca is killing it right now if you haven't been to the preserve you got to go to the preserve he's yeah. he's just in the is in the infancy of that of what's potential with that property and whether and i'm sure it'll end up being multiple properties at some point but he's got he's got the space right now if it's a huge on the back end of that property it's just all space for camping and eventually i'm sure it'll be rvs and you've got to be accommodating to like the core of of these of these these disc golfers that don't want to spend money on hotels and they don't want to get airbnbs if they yeah. don't have to and they've got the vans and you got to be accommodating to that because every year there's more and more and so we want to I, that's what i want i know how hard it is to be out here a thousand miles from home and need a place you know to stay in a parked rv and that's where you know matt comes in he's got i, I was just telling his wife stephanie upstairs he's got the biggest driveway in new england i'm pretty sure because it <laughs> can fit like three rvs yeah. and everywhere else is like nope you get this much space to yeah. park your car and to live and he's like I, I i'm mean, charging I get space i'm here. charging them a thousand dollars for the week though everybody. yeah so don't, and, and don't, be, reaching, day, don't be reaching and out. it's still price. like a fraction of what a, the hotels would <laughs> yeah. cost so no but it, to be accommodating it's it just such a it's just so it feels so good to be so far from home and to people to have that kind of that that sense of hospitality that they that they want to kind of give you some like relief and just feel like all right i I have that i don't have to worry about lodging and all that so having a property all in one you don't have to commute daily you're already there and you know and then like i said kale's property is going to be so great it already is great but that's what we want. Uh, we want to have the course with multiple courses or whatever. And fishing, and fish, yeah, all of course, all the stuff to do. All over. So, and I know it's like this big, this big dream, and everyone says they want land and they want to do this with it and whatever. And and I just feel like with what we're doing, I think that it's just setting us, setting the stage for us to to keep growing and to to be able to provide that, to be able to give back to the community with like a, an amazing property and and a place like Jerry says, whether it's the start or the finish of of our own events, because. The way I see it, it's not if we do it, it's when we do it. We just have to make sure that the timing is correct. And, and we're going to keep hustling out here, like doing everything we can to keep growing the brand because it's not just for us to sit here and get rich and sit back one day. It's like we, I, all I want to do is just keep pouring this back into the community because they've done so much for, for us to get us this far. And we're just getting started. We've only been doing this for like four years now. And it, and it seems like forever, but when we look back 20 years from now, we're going to be like, dude, that was still like the beginning of it. And YouTube was still just, just this little thing. And YouTube might not even be a thing then. And we'll be able to say like, dude, that was crazy. Remember YouTube? Like that was crazy. This podcast is going to be archived and they'll be like pulling segments. And and you'll just put a little thing in your brain. You'll be like, let me watch that. No, but, uh, Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, no. Can I jump off of that into a different topic, but related to that is, and I don't want this to turn into big, like, I don't know. You you tread on this how you would like to, but what I noticed from an outside perspective, and this happened with the Disc Golf Pro Tour, this happened with the World Tour, this happens with the PDGA, this happens with Innova, any big brands, okay? You guys are becoming, you become a big brand. I noticed it seemed like with the CBS deal that fairly quickly there was a, and I'm going to say significant number, maybe it's the vocal minority, that turned on you as quick as anything and said, you sold out, Jomez, I will not watch anymore. Now, 
that could be a small, I don't, you can touch on that. Is that a very small, was it, was it, well, we made a decision, you don't understand it. What, what was related to that? And did you feel like after the project was completed that people would understand? Like, just take me through a little bit of that whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there certainly was a, a decent amount of people that, that said that they were not happy about it. And I, and we knew that we, to expect that. And we, we, we also hoped that the majority of our fan base, the fan base that I've said all these years has been so supportive that they would trust that everything we've done so far has for the most part worked out or that we were able to at least try certain things and try different avenues and then, you know, learn from that and maybe do something else. And all I, all I really wanted from, from this project, because it was so different for us to just try like a, a completely different broadcast format for a different audience and, and tweak our product to fit that all the while foregoing the next day coverage that they, we were just coming out of the shutdown, you know, like, and that hurt to, to have to do that. But all I really needed from them was just their trust to say, like, just trust that we're doing this for the right reasons and that we really want to test, test something here. And if you really want to get technical about it and you want to say like, they, you know, they, they turned on us, whatever, to be fair, the DD open wasn't even a thing. Like, three weeks before it was announced. Oh, so yeah. it's not like we put this big schedule out like we always do. And the DD Open is right there as something you can look forward to. So if, if there's any consolation there for people that want to get technical and say that yeah. we, we pulled the rug out from under them, we turned on them or whatever, it's like that event came out of thin air. And we used that as an opportunity to try something new. So it was all very experimental. It was all very unplanned. And, and that's where how it came to be. And so I'm very proud of what we what the team accomplished with it. And I, you know, for what it's worth, people need to know that we didn't take that lightly with with the pulling back something that people come to have, have expected from us. And we don't intend on doing it ever again as far as like pulling back that exclusivity on something that that we've already like promised to say like you can trust us on this. I just we just wanted to do that as an experiment because the whole that whole time in in the history of, of disc golf in the world was so experimental and everyone was kind of trying to figure it out. And that's why we used that opportunity to do that. And I'm, I'm very proud of, of what we accomplished with that. I think it was awesome. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I like the highlights that you did. I like the kind of like player profiles that you guys were doing at the beginning of it. I, are I any, thought it was are, is any, I'm doing too many things at once. Is anything that came from CBS or did they provide you with graphics packs? Did you, did you develop everything for that? And this part of the question, is there anything that came with the CBS production that you guys did that's going to start getting infiltrated into your normal coverage that you liked. You're like, wow, that was really good. We'd like to start doing that more. Yeah. I mean, at least with like the graphics, so that was all like templates that were sent over that, you know, I didn't even touch the graphics, the, the like Juan and, and Kevin and probably Ryan had, had basically altered the graphics so that they fit the broadcast. They didn't force that on us. So we thought, well, let's go ahead and do it. Let's make it feel like a golf broadcast. Cause most likely the people that are watching CBS sports network are watching golf. Mm -hmm. They're there to watch golf. And so I think we did a great job of, of tweaking that to, to help ease that this new sport that people are familiar with say golf, but not disc golf. And we don't want to turn them off too quickly. So, um, as far as as far as like stuff that we can pull back from that, I mean, I'll I'll let them these guys talk about that too. But I yeah, I think is there anything everyone that... loved the the 
the overhead flyovers. I know Mike put a lot of work into those, but on open courses, doing that was like, it was huge. I agree. It was so Nick fun. agrees. Is there, do you feel like that's something that, and I, I don't know the hierarchy here per se, you're a team, but like, is that something that you'd like to incorporate, Mike? Like more, more of that kind of stuff? Is it more oh. work? Do you need an assistant? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So it was, I kind of, I kind of felt bad because of how much work it was. So Jonathan had to pay me a lot, but um, <laughs> it, it, it looked awesome, even though it was a lot of work. It, it was, it was just nice to see it from a different angle, a different perspective, other than just like the, re the regular drone flyovers that we do or fly throughs that we do. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something that can't be incorporated too often it needs to be like open courses yeah. like we, yeah. we we could have done it say like at eureka yeah. or fox run some holes but at fox not run but not brewster yeah. you know so it, the problem with with that kind of stuff and and what we've kind of held true to or tried to anyways is to be consistent so mm -hmm. to bring in something like that that we can't promise is going to be there every week you're just kind of like you have to be <laughs> careful because you know you you want to be able to be as consistent as possible and if you can try to zoom out a little bit and look at, at, at the events the tour as a whole you're like well could we realistically even do that at more than like a handful of courses where yeah. it would be i i <laughs> i wasn't gonna bring up the name steve dodge but steve dodge something we can all learn from him and i love the dude steve shout out if you're listening but he would agree, like over, what, what does he say? Uh, under promise, oversell, okay, or something yeah. along those lines. Like, don't say you're going to do more than you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening right here. Obviously, if you had your way and you had all the people in the world, you probably have, again, we go back to that big dream vision picture. So Yeah, every every throw would be a follow play, right, Mike? <laughs> um, Jerry, is there anything that you would say from that broadcast that, like, stuck out that you would say, like, we could... To try to implement that. I like, think we've already accomplished that. I mean, we've always had the mics with us, but I think that's the first time we've really like incorporated like oh, we yeah. need we need to get this done. And from then on, we've started micing up players and yeah. content. Yeah, content yeah. is coming out like it's just good, that's, especially when you have people awesome. like Kevin Jones with a lot of personality. It just makes the broadcast that much better. Did or you, coverage, I should say, not broadcasts. Did you think about the player and you're like kevin jones like he's one we want to ask and rick or whoever like you're like because i remember this came up i don't know if it was in conversation with you or if it's just in general in the disc golf world it was like i don't know who we could actually mic up we might have to do a little too much you know editing and bleeping etc yeah. like did the player come into factor and you're like he's gonna have a good year you think you rolled the dice the dark horse or the wild horse if yeah. you will and was it like that was selection on purpose and what are you doing with that i saw patreon but is that going to ever be available outside of patreon well, I mean, you're obviously not watching our recent coverage these days because Mike's been doing hard work. I've been seeing your the... I've been seeing your social posts on it. No, the okay. it's in the coverage now. All like right. not it's not like in there like completely, but we're just kind of giving people the important little bits and pieces of yeah. when Kev's talking to his disc or even though we mic'd up Paul at GMC and even though we knew he wasn't going to say much, I told Mike, this is going to be easy, fairly easy for you versus like Kevin or Rick because you're going to see the waveform. If anyone knows like what audio, oh, working yeah, with audio, yeah, yeah. you're going to see little blips on on Paul's versus like a lot on say Kev's and you're going to be like, I got to listen and see what's, what's good and what's what like just him blabbing or whatever. But Paul is like, you know, if he's talking, it's, it's usually going to be pretty valuable. Same thing with Chris Dickerson. They were mic'd up together in the same round and Mike can probably tell you the difference between Ricky and Kev and Chris and Paul because it was just like, all right, I'm just going to pick out these little blips and, and hopefully it was a little bit easier. But either way, like 
we're using uh, we we're trying to get a feel for the right amount of mic'd up to use because it still is a 40 minute broadcast 45 minute broadcast otherwise they're going to run into an hour hour and a half if we start letting everything so the patreon video if anyone hasn't seen it it's it's on patreon on, on the jomas pro patreon and it's a final round ledgestone and it's just basically every shot from reiki and kev and every in between where they were having some sort of conversation and it's really good they those guys kev was getting his butt kicked by rick and they were just still in like great spirits and just like it was awesome they 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 do so well together it's like i can't help but want to mic them up together because it's one thing to have a player mic'd up that's going to talk and stuff it's enough it's another to have two that you know they're going to be talking to each other in the round because it makes for some great content that frankly disc golf hasn't really had to had the opportunity and, and the, the luxury of of kind of listening in on and these players are so gracious they trust us they know that they might have conversations that that don't really need to be you know not to say that there's anything crazy going on my but, sponsors you know, suck yeah but you know that they trust us we've we've gained that trust over all the years um to to say like hey you know if we're gonna if we ask you to do something we're not gonna make yeah. it a negative thing right. so even if it's something silly like something saying something negative but if we know it's like in a joking way that Simon or Kev might say like we'll we'd still include it you know right. but we're not gonna do anything that would be incriminating or you know whatever if anything was to happen it would just it might as well not even happen because we're not so it's okay. important with the with the mic'd up stuff is to have people's trust. There, honestly, there's so many topics and things that'd be interesting to discuss. I think there's, there's two more things. One of them is kind of significant and one of them's not. Let's do the one that's not and then let's end on this, the significant one. The one that's not is like content, like, um, the match, right? Tiger and Phil, you guys, I feel like are the perfect fit to create this. You talk Joe Mez pro tour, but why not be like, we're going to fund and we're going to put 10,000. I'm just throwing money out there. Whether or not you have it, I don't know. We're going to put $10,000 out there and we're asking uh, Paul and Ricky to come out and play. And you guys are the, the, the sponsor. You're doing it. Is mm -hmm. that something you ever thought of? That would be, I think, would be media, amazing media. Like, yeah. I mean, it just, I think that plays back into our idea of just hosting our own events. Yeah. So that instead of saying, Hey Paul, hey Rick, can we get you uh, two days before the event? And they're practicing, and there's just a lot going on, and there's stuff we got to do. We just start hosting on our own events, and maybe it's just one big match like that, or maybe it's a week, and we have them for a week, and we're paying them for these events. So they, their time, like they're on our time now. They're basically being paid for that, mm -hmm. so that we're not trying to work around something else that's technically way more important because there's toy points on the line, or there's there's money on the line. Just take it. Take it into the off season, like a place like I don't know. There's got to be somewhere Texas, South yeah, Florida. There's like, definitely I don't know. places yeah. that state. Yeah, so I, that's cool. I think I, that plays into like we definitely have ideas of stuff cool. that we want to do like that. That it's going to be more like when we're in control of 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 the calendar a little yeah. bit, or they're coming because of something we're putting on versus mm -hmm. us kind of just like being there All and saying, in the same place yeah, because we can. Thing. It's so easy to get so. To, to lose track of time at an event when you only have three days to prepare and we're yeah. trying to do something that's that's basically its own event it's we've done it before skins matches and stuff like that yeah. but there's so much work that it would feel so much better if we were in control of of the events and cool. and so that will happen i mean it, like i said before it's not if it's definitely when it's just yeah. like we have to pace ourselves and make sure we're doing it at the right time and not get ahead of ourselves yeah so. i've always wanted to see it like a pro level match play tournament between say like the top 16 that's what i'm FBO saying yeah MPO. i i just think that'd be like the coolest thing and i know there was talks of it during the you know heavy COVID season yeah uh, bringing all the pros together to lake marshall i think down yeah Virginia. i think i think jeff spring was trying Something to work like on that. some stuff yeah, and it just didn't quite I, just, I mean yeah i mean if there was ever an opportunity to do that 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, how cool would that be? But it would be cool. I don't know. 2012, you started up Joe Mess Productions. You have one of the most iconic Final Nine at Worlds videos. I love watching. It. I think I've watched it like probably so, 25 times, and I've showed a ton of people to it. But was that was that you by yourself? Yeah. Okay. And from what I heard, Will Shushik was kind of like, "Hey, dude, just come film this." Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was definitely more me just like yeah. putting myself in that position, but. Back before I knew who hardly any of the pros were, I had seen um, Will Shushik was my favorite back then for sure. Like, I mean, if you think about 2012, I mean, the guy was like probably at the Insane. time the highest rated player and he yeah. had won multiple U.S. titles at that point. And so when I got the opportunity to, to meet him, I was just like, he's my favorite player. So I just like try not to like fanboy too hard, but I was just like, I was definitely competing in more events than I ever was before at that time as mm-hmm. an amateur not very good, but I loved it. I, I just, as soon as I started getting, signing up for tournaments, I couldn't get enough. And so it got to where I, I had played enough to be invited to, to Am Worlds in 2012. And that happened to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was to this day still like the last time that it was like an all inclusive Worlds, basically, where everyone pros and ams were all together in the same place that hasn't happened since because it's 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 a so, massive undertaking so at this point yeah. and you can only do it in places like charlotte mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's other places around the country or the world that could host it but it's like no one probably even wants that headache anymore it's it's insane to think about how many yeah. people you're hosting i mean the player meeting alone was a thousand people i remember being in a room with a thousand people for a player meeting and because you're talking about juniors all the way up to legends you yeah. know basically on wow. ams and pro sides on yeah. some divisions so anyways I get there and I'm playing my tournament and it was just a, it was a vacation for me. Just like most AMs who go to Worlds, you're not going there yeah. to win. And even if you do, it's not, you're not going to win any money. So you're going there as like, use it as a vacation too. Mm-hmm. So I, we, I was there and I'd play my rounds and, and then as soon as the rounds were up, I'd go find, find, uh, the pros. And it was always like, I'd find Will Schuster's card. And so I got to know him a little bit, just probably by being a creep and just hanging around a little bit, you know, like, Hey, how's it going? Whatever. I don't know. I had my camera. <laughs> nice. I had my camera with me though, and I didn't really have any intention of doing really anything with the footage. But there's even there's even footage from before that round from 2012 that never seen, saw the light of day because it was just me like filming random shots. Mm-hmm. And so came time for the final nine. I didn't make it to Saturday, so I wasn't busy that day because I didn't yeah. even play well yeah. enough to make the cut. Gotcha. And so the final Saturday comes, the semifinals goes, and then the final nine comes, and that's where I come in, and I'm just like all right, well, I've been hanging out with Will this whole time and he's been cool about me being there. And the guy that was technically their videographer that year for, if anyone remembers, the nonstop disc golf tour yeah, in 2012. SDG, yeah, yeah Feldberg, Kayla Visca, Nico, and Will yeah. were all in this, in this RV. And so they were doing, they had a videographer that was there doing videos every week. And he was very, like it was a different style, but it was just like highlight shots to yeah. set to music. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because I came from skateboarding and that's basically what skateboarding is. It's everyone's got a part and it's to music and, mm-hmm. you know, and it just flows really well. And so he happened to be there and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I would gotten to know him a little bit because we bonded over media. Like we talked a little bit. He's from Texas or he lived in San Antonio at the time, James, James Tennedy. And, uh, and I was like, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, I'm just caddying for Will this at Worlds, you know. And I was like, you're not filming Worlds? He's like, no, nah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna caddy for, for Will. And I was like, there's not going to be anybody filming Worlds? This sounds like this was <laughs> yeah, eight years miserable. ago. There's no one fighting yeah. to film Worlds eight years ago. 
just doesn't it just blows my mind still yeah and so i'm like all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm there at the final nine and i got my camera and i'm inside the ropes and there's two thousand people lining the streets in at hornet's nest and there's gold ropes everywhere and i'm literally the only person inside the ropes that's not a player or a caddy and that's I got so cool. no credentials. I got I don't know anybody. I, all I know is that's Will Shoestrick and that's Paul McBeth. And I don't even know who Michael Johansson is, and he's yeah. on the card. Yeah. And and Ricky Wysocki, I didn't even know who Ricky was. He looked he was just a kid with his hat like straight up in the air, you know. And <laughs> and I know who I barely knew who Paul was. And he hadn't won any a title yet, to be yeah. fair. Yep. But he did he have long know, hair at the time? Yeah. Uh, he, it was kind of like faux hawk. Yeah, it was shaggy. like slightly long and faux hawk. Yeah. So I'm there. I'm filming this thing, and I get through the whole thing, and I'm just like, as soon as someone walks up to me and asks me who I am or what I'm doing, I'm gone because I got no answer for them. I'm just yeah. here as long as I can. I ended up filming the all full nine holes. Um, I love that video. Disc Golf Planet was there doing their thing, but they were filming the the women. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there were a few holes ahead, and by the time they got to us, Sarah Hokum had just won, and they came to us on like hole six of the final nine of the Pro Worlds, like MPO division. And I'm like, that's crazy. Those guys are just now getting here. Six holes into like, it's almost over. And so they film it, whatever. Well, I just, just by luck, right place at the right time. I had the all, I still to this day, as far as I know, I have the only like footage of Paul winning his. You know the full final nine of him winning his first world title. It doesn't. It just sound. It doesn't sound like a thing that should. That should. Yeah. Be well, that's where you brought it to today. That's where you brought it to. And that's today. where it started. Yeah, yeah, it was all by accident. I tell people that it's like it's just right place at <laughs> the right so, time and yeah. not in the wrong and not getting asked by the wrong person. The but, right person. Yeah. Like you're, you're being very. Thinking. You're being very humble. Obviously, you have the drive, and I know. Um, I've talked to you besides this podcast and you've talked about it's hard work, man. You got to believe in it. You got to go and you're doing that. You're putting all of this hard work into it. Your brand, we've said, talked about all the accolades, the things that you're doing, how far it's going, the dreams, the visions, the whole th- nine yards. And then I'm going to end on this question that could be a damper, but hopefully you guys have like this positive outlook on it. Live, it, the live industry is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You can see it from everything from Facebook Live to Instagram. Everybody can go live now, including it's easy. I say it's easy. That's not a downplay to the Pro Tour and their production. <laughs> but it's easy now. You grab a, a hotspot and some stream cards and you, you, you know, you get it online and then bring it into a broadcaster like I'm doing right now. Yeah. And people want to know the action. Now, to your, to your from my perspective, Jomez is going to continue to last and I'm not putting a timeline on it because of the quality. But the conversation has been, and we listen to lots of podcasts and talks and everything, right? The conversation has been live production is going to continue to get better too. Now, how far that gets pushed back, I don't know. But when the time comes that we sit down and we watch uh, NFL football, but we watch disc golf and it's that good live, Mm -hmm. do you have any perspective on that? Is that coming soon? Do you, do you have any forecasted ideas? Because this is obviously your industry. And how are you preparing for that? Because I believe that post-production will always be around. Always. Now, I don't know if it will always be the big events that have round coverage mm-hmm. post-produced. But the content, there will be content. Whether yeah. it's pro, pro, uh, player profiles or whatever. There will always be the need for that. But how do you see in your industry here? Have you thought about that? I'm sure you have, but what what is your thoughts on that? Like, where is it going, and what's what does your timeline look like for that? 
<laughs> That's a big question. Gonna, I wanna this get, is our last question. I want to get Jerry and or Mike's thoughts on this because I could just talk yeah. all day about Jerry. Like, like you're, a sports, about it. you're a sports fan and you see disc golf, it's getting bigger. Like the, there's more and more people that want to watch live disc golf. How do you feel about the future of that? And like, do you ever see it? To, <laughs> the know? funny thing is we were literally talking about this yesterday or two days ago, the live versus post whether or not we need to start planning for that like are like you like you say are we going to be a, a part of coverage or are we just going to get pushed out of this thing so there is those little thoughts of like live is definitely more exciting you want to like what does it say uh fomo fear of missing out so you don't want to be the person that that knows last so you if you can get it like at that very moment you're going to want to watch mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like live is going to be presidented in the future, but I don't know, man. We're doing such a great job. It's going to be hard to push us out. And we're constantly thinking of new ways to make our coverage very, very unique. And so all I'm saying is they're going to have a tough time pushing us out. <laughs> and I, at the same time, I, I firmly believe that we can coexist yeah i mean because there's a right time for if you think about this like your average person that has a nine-to-five job they work they do their thing who's going to have time to watch these tournaments that start during the week going into the weekend at that particular time that's where we come in we can they can benefit from what we provide so essentially like I don't see why we we both can't be doing our thing. There's, there's yeah, talk. I, I, yeah, that's what I don't get about the whole post round production versus live. It's like, yeah, obviously we want to have really good live coverage for the people that can sit down and watch live coverage. Of course, but like, what is wrong with post? Like, well, here's here's what I was just gonna say. This is this is I'm offering a perspective here. I'm not your enemy. <laughs> the perspective here is that. It, the numbers of post are taking away from the live, which seems to be where more viewers are tuning in at one time lately at one time yeah and you could probably get significant sponsorships if instead of you getting the hundred thousand views that next couple of days or week they made you they made you contract deals or whatever made you wait now again this is all just like it's the hypothetically what's the future of this media and i guess my big question was not like hey are you guys preparing for the downfall it was more like you've thought about this what is that what jerry just said is it like we're just going to keep being excellent and we'll just wait for that time if it ever comes we're just going to keep doing our thing or do you have ideas of like we could go live like i mean all that stuff yeah i mean of course there's there's always thoughts of of are we gonna have to make that switch and and if so when and all that and and that's still for us it's it's not that we're counting anything out it's just that I feel that we still, and we all feel, we, we still have so much to offer post-production. We're just now like putting mics on players and we're just now figuring out what that looks like. And we're still working towards, you know, getting faster. Michael's always looking at like the next graphics card because he's he's really good at what he does, but there's still so much that he's limited by computers, you know, because that's just how it is. And the cameras are going to keep getting better and we can provide just a little bit better quality usually on on the video side of it because there's still limitations technologically that prevent you from getting the best image out to the world you know on live 
And you could say that about post-produce too. Like we're still limited by YouTube compression and that's all still going to keep getting better. And we're just, we're, we're just keeping an eye on the sport and we're giving it everything we've got. And I feel like there's no need for us to be making that switch anytime soon because we still have so much to, to provide the sport, the community with post-produce. We can get faster. We can do more. We can, we can provide more insight with player profiles and, and mic'd mm-hmm. up and stuff that I'm not even thinking right now of right now <laughs> well, or mean, that I don't even know yeah. of yet. We've joked about the idea of like being pretty darn close to live without it being live. Yeah. Just like the like that that perfect in between of like, you know, I don't want to give away too much because it's yeah. Like, <sighs> anyways, uh, that's dude, some that, good but, stuff though. That's good stuff. The, the, to Jerry's point and what I my, my I guess my thought about the live versus post especially is they definitely at for the foreseeable future i don't even know maybe even the next you know five five ten years are gonna they're gonna need to coexist because you're gonna have your diehards that love to watch live disc golf and that number keeps growing and i think that's great i've i have really good conversations with jeff spring about this whole thing in disc golf network and all that but the 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 other side of that is our subscriber base is growing just as fast because disc golf is just getting bigger and we get to keep growing together you don't see these scales tipping one way or the other post to live they're growing together if you pull up the data and that's so exciting because that just to that point about coexisting that means that we're both doing something right that doesn't mean that only one of them is doing better or one of them's you know, than the other. It means we're both doing something right if they're both growing. If live subscribers are growing every month and the the post-production subscribers are growing every month, Simon Lazat doesn't even post like the bread and butter round coverage and he's about to hit 100,000 subscribers. That's yeah, where no we kidding, are right, right now. Yeah. If you are a good personality and you make good content and you're just entertaining the fans, you're going to succeed in this in mm-hmm. this current state of media and that's why what we're doing is working and that's why what the disc golf network is doing is working because we're just doing everything we can to make the best product and people are gravitating towards it and they will continue to support you and there's like jerry said they've got nine to fives they've got they're going to go out of town on the weekends Mm -hmm. they're playing disc golf while we're playing when they're not working they want to play they want to that is that is never going to stop you're, these people are always going to only have the weekends to play. They're going to be playing tournaments or just playing casually or or whatever. Or even if they're not playing, there's just people have stuff to do. And that's where we come in because we can provide that. Attention spans are only going to get shorter. <laughs> and my thing is TV like... TV and, yeah. and YouTube and everything is only training our attention spans to get shorter. So there's people that can't stand the thought of looking at that clock on your podcast right now <laughs> and seeing that it runs two hours because they're like... How in the world am I going to have enough time for that? And there are going to be the diehards that were going to do it. And there's going to be the people that are like, where's the the condensed version? And it's always going to be a thing. Any sport. I love NFL. And if I know I can't watch the game or something's going on, I'm going to go. And I'm not going to pull up the broadcast and rewatch the three hours. And if I do, it's because I got the TiVo and I'm fast forwarding through it. I'm pulling up the NFL puts immediately after every game if you watch and within an hour if not sooner probably there's a highlight of whatever game just ended because they know that that's still going to get a million views if it's a good game and they're 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 coexisting there's there's a purpose for both and while we do want to have all the drama we feel like we can still provide that if you don't know the results we still feel, feel like we can do that with our commentators and with the graphics and with the pacing 
and the camera angles and we're we're adding more camera angles and I'm doing my best to punch in on Paul McBeth's face as he is about to hit that putt. You know, he's lining it up and that's where we come in is to, we have control over the story. Even though it's not live, we can control that. We can draw out a, a, a moment a little bit more and the commentators can come in and we can kind of skip over the stuff that we, we want to skip past so that we can we can really focus in and hone in on, on the good parts. So that's why I feel like live is doing great. What we're doing is also great and we'll be doing we'll each be killing it in our respective areas because they're yeah. two completely different animals and we're mm -hmm. gonna keep going both of us and that's what i love about it i don't look at live as as a competition as much as i see it as like we're both doing the very best we can do for the sport right now and that's why it's doing so well it's funny that's what everyone wants it to be is a competition but like i'm kind of thinking about this whole conversation and you know without post-round production how do I go back and watch the 2015 Worlds? Or how do I go back and watch <laughs> yeah. the 2014? Like all the new players that are subscribing to you now are able to go back all the way to 2012, 13, 14, 15 and look at early Joe Mespro and look at who Paul McBeth was in the greatest year of 2015, who Ricky was when he became a 2016 one-time world champion. Like if you didn't watch it live back then yeah. without post-round production, there'd be no way of watching it. Like I can't watch the Celtics game from four weeks ago. Yeah. You know, like I, it's I can watch <laughs> disc golf. I can I can watch the highlights yeah. of it. Yeah, but I can't yeah. watch shot for shot what Paul did to win twenty fifteen. Disc golf is a very unique thing. We've it talked is. about. You yeah. took the words out of my mouth. I was literally about to say that, yeah. and I wish you guys related. As a whole, we need to stop comparing ourselves to all yeah. these major sports, especially when it comes to live trying to be like somebody else. The thing is, disc golf is unique. And we need to be a little more original when attacking little avenues mm -hmm. like this and quit comparing to these things that are well-established already. Yeah, even golf. People think that we can compare ourselves to golf. You can't compare us to golf anymore than you compare us to the it's NBA. It's a completely it's different just, vibe. Just, and there, there are things that we can take away from other sports. And we've course, already said this. And that's, the, the and that's how of it. every sport can be. And it's that's an influence. It's an influence. Golf kind of being a new thing in the age that it is right now. You know, the professionalism that's here. We can take away different things from different sports, but we're not trying to be exactly like golf. Yeah. And we will never be exactly the, like golf. Another perspective I have on that when you're talking about how we have we are in such a unique position as as a sport is that tell me there's no way you can tell me, but <laughs> who in other any other sport cares who's filming the sport you love? Yeah. Who is like Oh, dude, it's it the the Cowboys games on today that my boy Jeff. Yeah, the camera, I've seen like, this somewhere. You know, I've, like, I've seen no, someone you, post this you or you've talked about it. But yeah, you don't know that. And I and I've personally yeah. met people on the NFL films crew and I'm like, dude, that's cool. But like no one knows who they are. Yeah, exactly. But like you're literally tuning in, clicking on that channel going, Jerry, Jerry does this. You know, Jerry's a cam. Uh, Mike's fall of flight. Mike, yeah. people know by now Kevin's catch cam, and they know yeah. that I'm reaction cam, and they most people know like Juan's doing graphics, and 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 whoever's star frames doing the music, and you can follow all of that, and you can know, and you can identify with it, and you can really latch on to your favorite type of broadcast. Because I do have favorite sports broadcasts. I would much rather watch a yeah. football game on Fox than CBS, or you know, you have your you know your favorite graphics and your announcers. Mm -hmm. So that still exists in the mainstream, but people are really able to to know like who's behind these broadcasts yeah. and and buy the merchandise of of the guys that are are that are doing their favorite broadcasts mm -hmm. and that's why we're in such a unique position and we can't really make any parallels any comparisons really to to the mainstream sports because we're just 
We're living the dream right now. You guys are having a podcast about disc golf that people can watch and they can identify with. And we're pr- pr- producing content about disc golf that people, they they treat us, and I'll never get used to this, and I love it still. They treat us like celebrities too. In no other sport does that happen. The camera and that's yeah. why we are in such yeah. a unique position. It'll never exist again. One day when I'm old and I'll just be like, we had it made, yeah. man. Bro, because you guys no got one a else tour knows. series disc. No one Isn't else... that nuts? Yeah, Hold like on. you guys got a tour series Hold nuke. On. When... I think I have your a very original Jomez Pro stamp disc. Because when you stayed here, was that the first year, 2017? Yeah, was that your first was our tour first touring year. So you had, those were probably your first tour discs, if you will. Yeah. And you guys, I have them in a box over here. Before you go, I should have you re-signed in 2020. But <laughs> yeah. I have discs that you left when you left, and that's cool. I am going to hold on to that. You because definitely should. Did you save the note? There was definitely a <laughs> note attached to that. Because the like, like, you weren't home when we kidding. left, I remember. No, there's lip prints. There's lip prints on <laughs> Jerry right put on, Jerry right put on Jerry. Lips We'll try to match those up in here a little while. <laughs> no, but it's just to say that we are in such a unique position. We do not take it for granted. We We know that there's no other version of this that exists anywhere in in media. Like you can be really good at what you do, and you can be bigger than than we are, and that that's great on YouTube and and, and whatever broadcasting, whatever. But no one's got. I mean, we don't take it for granted because no one else has got it. Like 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 disc golf media has it. Like yeah. where you, you can just you can just be almost as big as the as the players themselves, just because people are so appreciative and want to yeah. support. The people that have brought them their favorite sport into their homes in the format that they prefer prefer for years. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's crazy. I will say this, and that's, this is me wrapping it up so we can move on to the last little fun part here, is my mind, I try to be an open thinker, like, and I did struggle with for a period looking at it going, man, I just don't see how it's going to, and over the past, I don't know, weeks, months, like just even listening to lots more talk about disc golf since COVID started and all that. I have, and I appreciate what just Jerry said there. I have found myself going, you know what? This is unique. We can't, we can't base this off of another model. And I'll end with this. The statistics are probably right now a very, very small percentage of how many people are actually going to come into disc golf. So like there's enough to go around. So yeah. I, I think I think it's it's something we can continue to have a conversation about, but you're right. There's nothing, and I heard you say five to ten years even. I don't think there's anything to even consider right now. But it's just a conversation for the podcast. Let's move on to this quick little segment here and it and we'll have a fun time answering some of these questions. Internet disc golf questions. <laughs> So this is called Internet Disc Golf Questions. Nick, are you are you smiling? Oh, you're not smiling. Yeah. Oh, you are smiling. I'm always smiling. That, that, that intro. He's <laughs> Matt, Matt's intro. So we're always, yeah. Has to go. This is where I was talking about Mike Shue. We got to go, make a little conversation. Internet Disc Golf yeah. Questions. Okay. So <laughs> I had no say in that one. All right. All right. Well, so here's how it goes. I'm going to read these questions that we found on the internet. They were not sent to us. I just steal them. I find them online and we just answer questions okay. for people. They don't know we're even answering the questions. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's okay. the best part. Yeah. So, so Okay, on the screen, here seconds. we go. I have two baskets in my backyard that I can practice putting on. The problem is my dog has to be there with me or she will flip out inside and cry like crazy. She's a very gentle dog with a soft bite. <laughs> a golden retriever. But her teeth sink into all the plastics that I usually putt with. Therefore, I can't practice putting with my putters that I usually take out on the course. I've decided to switch my putting with something that I can practice with her chasing my misses. So here's the question. What plastics are similar to Star, Champion, Lucid, and Neutron? 
These are the ones I've tested. If someone knows a specific brand that has plastic that should hold up or has a list, any feedback would be greatly appreciated. I plan on buying a ton of different putters to try to choose a new go-to. So I didn't put that question on the screen, but here you, it's up on the screen for everybody now. But so this is going to be kind of like not everybody answers. Does anybody have a good just like shout out like what plastic would be good for a dog? Man, if you're gonna if you're gonna let your dog chew chew this, you just got to give them your 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 extras. Yeah. Or like Kong. The reason that Paul had to change the name of his disc. Hey, is this Kong. public? Hold on, is this public? I don't really know no. if this has ever actually come out in public. Well, just think about it. You go to PetSmart and they have frisbees that have the word Kong on them yeah. already, and, and they, they've been around yeah. a lot longer than than all of us. So there's they make frisbees too. So train your dog. So just go just get to, a dog. Yeah, one. or just yeah. get just give them your your spares. You know, I see on Reddit all the time their their dogs sitting there chewing on disc, and thankfully yeah. it's usually like a DX Valkyrie or something. So yeah. I don't know. Just I, get get a new dog. Like, and this is a shout out maybe to Innova, but Hero Disc they have a they have dog yeah, discs they too. Have, they have dog and they're like discs. Sonics. Um, one of the one of the trilogy brands makes the bite. bite. Yeah, that's for dogs. Yeah. So, so yeah, just I mean, well, it, he did say he's gonna buy a ton of putters, so maybe he'll stumble upon those ones. And, and, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm curious. You know, kind of want a little follow up when he finds <laughs> the right one. If you're listening and you randomly found out we answered your question, yeah. you had no clue we were going to, but. Imagine that you were listening to a podcast and you're like, that Wait, question yeah. sounds exactly. Did I post that? <laughs> I had no yeah. clue. All right, here's question number two Ghost stamps on a scale of one to 10, with one being the worst and 10 being awesome. What does Gary? that even mean? Ghost stamps are amazing, is basically what you're saying. Oh, yeah, okay. That's like, how the question goes. Yeah, I am a huge fan of ghost stamps. Oh, yeah, it's a 10. I, I got to sh show you something then tomorrow. Dude. I, well, I gotta show you one of my, yeah. I got a cool one of the, ghost uh, stamp, dude. We always make a joke about my fiance Christina hates when we talk about this, but talk about one day we're gonna have like the the Jomez Pro Museum and like all the discs we've collected or like old cameras and stuff. And like one of my most prized possessions for our museum is when Paul gave gave me one of the uh, AVR destroyers, one of the brand new oh. AVR destroyers, and he gave me a choice between that highlighter yellow that people love so much yeah. and the ghost and i took the ghost because i'm just My like man. i know you can't Dude. see it but like yeah. i gotta take the ghost and so that's wow. gonna be like Those right are, there and yeah. i had a choice and people would probably kill me for saying like, you should have taken the yellow because that's a critical stamp too think about this yeah. as well like imagine like you were going up to a pro shop and they had one of the last discs that you wanted but you absolutely hated the stamp but it just happened to be a ghost stamp win yeah or yeah. win did you, this is a side note, did you win that auction that Hannah had put up? Yeah. That, you did. But when what uh, was we, the, we donated the money and I let the second place guy take it. Oh, that's a cool story. Well, because it was for charity anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this came up know, on one yeah, of our episodes real quick because yep. we were talking about discs and collections yeah. and all that yeah. and that came up. Did it go for 20... Well, I think Hannah said twenty four to twenty six hundred somewhere in there. I don't you don't remember? Yeah, it, it I don't was, think it was. I don't think it was that much. I thought it was no, like thirteen hundred. No, it was <laughs> Your PayPal. But if it was, I'm pretty sure it was over two. Anyways, it Anyways, was. I, I have it in my. Text, I was all. But... I was. I kind of got carried away, but then I was like, "Well, it's for a good cause." <laughs> yeah. And then she told me that she told me I won it, but I just messaged the the next guy, and I was just like, "I'll just let you take it," like because I knew that ultimately Paul would like. I could probably ask him for one, and then it ended up working out. So it <laughs> was for nice. a good cause, and then yeah. we ended up. I ended up getting my pick of like a different one, anyways. So. Yeah. 
There yeah, you go. yeah, it's a really nice stamp. one. So ghost stamp, stamp is yeah. definitely scale a scale one to ten. 10. 10. All because right. I usually seek those out too. Yeah. Awesome. I got to get Freaky Zone that has the main dark horse and then it's got five ghost stamped dark horses around wow. it. Wow, Nick. Mini, get, mini stamps? More like yeah. dark horse. Yeah. Dark horse. Dark horse. Told you we need the t shirts. Okay. No. So, okay. Here we go. Question number three. Do all driving putters get about the same distance? I need a good distance putter in my bag. Throwing a rhino and warden now. This is on driving putters. That's Jerry for sure. Do I driving, cannot throw a putter off the tee. Do Tour driving series. putters get... What, first first of all, off, it's false. It's, first of all, what is a driving putter? Is there an actual usually, category I think it, of driving usually putter? Usually people think of a driving putter as something that's in the more durable of the plastics. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. a Tour I mean, Series Luna is more of a driving putter fast. than your putting Luna. So do certain sort of kinds go further? I mean, like Innova's line, there's literally, one, literally ones labeled like AVR driver. Yeah, yep. but it's not very popular. But I think it's just something that <laughs> is a true. putter mold that you can throw off the tee. Yeah. Yeah. So just very simple, but yeah, for, distance, sh- for, for sure, distance. Usually the plastic helps, like mm-hmm. Nick's saying, because if you're going to throw it hard and far off the tee, you don't want it to be like DX unless you have yeah. a plan to throw a bunch of, like cycle them out, well, which I mean, is like what like, look, Philo look, does. Yeah, and Philo, like, and look at what Conrad does. He does his JK AVRs that... Yeah. But, you know, then, slowly but then Paul throws them. like a Z zone off the TV versus like in, any other kind of yeah. plastic because he's it's more durable and he's not going to cycle them out as quickly as, mm-hmm. you know, so. But do they go further is kind of the question here. I feel I like didn't um, Drew Gibson did this whole putter review in the, like COVID offseason. Yeah, like, I, f- I forget which like, one wow, won it in his video. So far, the Luna is so far. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's Anyways. always going to depend on technique. Yeah, and okay. stuff, it, so. yeah, exactly. That's what I expected. That, that answers that guy's question. Uh, how about this one? Um, let me put it up. Where can I find online local disc golf tournaments scheduled? Wanting to get involved, but have no clue how to stay on top of it. Thanks. So, whoa, hold on. We know who he is. You know, uh, who he is. we didn't blur him out. Okay. Who is it? Now they don't know who he is. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, disc That's where yeah. most, if not all tournaments uh, are. What's the other one? Kind of posted. I feel like there's Isn't you disc now? Nah, I'm sure they will now. It's it's growing pretty is soon. Gotcha. You can, leagues you can, they have. You guess is definitely how you find local courses. Yeah, I guess. And they pro, have leagues. pro shops now. Pro shops, shops now. Yeah, no if kidding. you're looking for if you're looking for tournaments, yeah, you're gonna have to go to like disc golf scene or something like is that, United? or just is your United local. have one. There disc was golf another United, one. United, disc does golf United do some yeah. events, yeah. but disc golf scene we all agree is probably yeah. yeah. And, then and if it, you're just looking for courses, just I tell everybody, even like people that have no clue what disc golf is, and we talk to them for ten minutes, I'm like. Just download this app. It's called UDisc. It just goes by your your GPS and yeah. it pulls up the map. And then you can even search other cities and stuff. So UDisc is definitely your best bet for. I guess technically you could go on PDGA.com as well yeah. and yeah, look event, up event tournament schedule event schedule. Yeah. yeah. Or just do what I do. Like if, if, I, if I have like yeah. a week off, I'm like scanning what's in between us because yeah. I'm dying yeah. to play tournaments. Yeah, the yeah, PDGA no, has I'm basically sure. any if it's if it's sanctioned, they'll have everything. They'll have disc golf there. scene yeah. will yeah. have it too, but but if it's sanctioned the PDGA is not gonna miss anything. Yeah. So that's how to stay on top of it. Uh all right, final final question. What do people carry in their bags to deal with pitch? I got pitch on a disc yesterday. Not sure how, don't recall hitting any trees. And pretty soon it was on another disc. My throwing hand and Zuka handle. At home, I use WD-40, and it works great, but I don't want to take a can in my cart. <laughs> is pitch sap? Is that sap? 
So that's that's honestly, I thought that would come a, up too because I'm I don't assuming. call it pitch, but yeah. I think there's tree sap. Never heard yeah. that term. Oh uh, yeah, I've, so I've there's never like heard pine pitch. tar. I've heard, I think I've heard pine pitch, but anyways, I don't know. Sap. Have you oh. ever gotten sap on your hands? I can raise my hand and say I have. Yeah, but yeah. I actually found out a solution a to this. Yeah, what is it? So we were playing Maple Hill yesterday, and of course I threw into a Christmas tree. So one of my discs had sap on it. Pitch. And Hannah gave me some chapstick, and apparently you Whoa. rub chapstick on the disc where the sap is, and I mean, I think it worked. I didn't really feel the sap after okay, that. You so. bet you felt chapstick. No, I kind of like wiped it down after I used the chapstick. I took my towel would, and just kind of like wiped it off. Chapstick on your hand. I was just gonna say. I was just said, gonna she say. She said, "Don't dirt. do water." I was just gonna say dirt. I was gonna say lemon pledge. Yeah. What okay. is that? So, no, that might make... You imagine, like furniture. Imagine how slippery I'm sorry, that, that would be. That's not real. No. <laughs> but what would probably work is another one is uh, that orange uh, Goo Gone. Oh, Goo Gone. Yeah. It's super oily, but Goo it'll yeah. get so like, Here's yeah. a trick. And this is one that I found camping, okay? So camping with like in a pine grove area where it like drips on you sometimes. I found out because someone told me and I'm like, what is this God's creation to like get rid of pine? You get the dried needles on the ground, like the brown, you know, that fall yeah. and you rub your oh, hands rub with the brown needles yeah. and it takes, it's like, it's like an anti-venom to its own self. It's really weird. Yeah. It, it works. It's not perfect. We're from, we're from West Texas. So Thank we you. don't deal with sap hardly at all. <laughs> like we have what's called mesquite trees. Most people don't know if you're not from the area, you don't know what that is. Like barbecue. So just search, I, yeah, it's I, like a just barbecue search tree. Up mesquite. Yeah. Look up mesquite trees. They're not for shade. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't have a whole lot of leaves, we but don't they're know good. The purpose, yeah. They're they just like you can burn them and make good barbecue with them. But that's our trees, really mesquite trees. What okay, is that? What mesquite is well, that's why I said when it you, sounds when like you, a barbecue yeah, tree. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. That's, mesquite means that it's used the wood from the mesquite tree. But it's, I've I've learned so much this yeah. episode. <laughs> You'd have to search it because no one knows what a mesquite <laughs> tree looks like. It's not for shade. That's what we have to play with in West Texas. So yeah, you uh, and then they eventually they just get old and then they don't they're not good for anything but okay there's we don't have to do a sap my point was we whenever you ask about sap or pitch or whatever we're like i don't know we're we've we got wild have... horses we've got pitch we've yeah got dork yeah. horse we've got okay so here it is this is the last little say if you've made it this far everybody then you're yeah, getting congrats, a bonus. congrats congratulations well, it's funny uh, multiple episodes we've of ours had, have been over two hours but we've oh, had okay. longer shows in this we've had longer yeah. shows you will okay. not be the record tonight well, that's but here's, fine i'm getting hungry so. yeah. yeah well we've got food upstairs. okay so here's the deal I've never, we've never done this segment. We have no idea if it's going to flop. So if you've made it this far, good. You can decide to stick around and be our test, you know, listeners. Here's how it works. I made a social post that asked people to give me the first animal they thought of when they heard a certain pro disc golfer's name. Okay. And so people just started responding for each player that I had listed. And I took, it's like a family feud. Like I pulled the top yeah. 100 and I'm going to give you these answers. Okay. So here's how it works though. Um, I would like to see, I'm going to say, for instance, the one, okay. So these are the pros you could guess from Paul Macbeth, Nate Sexton, Ricky Wysocki, Greg Barsby, Kevin Jones, Simon Lazat, Eagle McMahon, Jeremy Colling. Okay. That's, that's a handful of names there, but that's like your pool. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just pick at random here who I'm starting with. I'm going to tell you there's seven different animals that came up for one of these players, seven. And you guys have to bid here, okay? So who can do it in the least amount of animals that I'm going to provide? Guess the pro player. So if you go, oh, dude, there's seven, I could do it in six, okay? Yeah. And then Mike goes, I could probably get it if I hear five of the animals that somebody guessed for that player. And then you could, I could do it with four. If we get down to someone that's like, I can do it in three and no one goes lower than that, if they get it right, 
they get two points because they put the bid in and they get it right. If they get it wrong, you go to the next person who had the next highest bid. Yeah. They get it right, it's one point, so on. Okay, so that's the rules. Here's how it goes. First player, seven animals came in for this player. Nick is a part of this. He doesn't know. So, Nick, how many guesses would it take you to get this player right? How many? So, we don't do know the here? player? We don't even know no. the player's name? Oh. No, because I gave oh, yeah, you the yeah, pool, no, I, I gave I you the pool of names. Do. I'm yeah. going to give you animals and you have to oh, choose which player okay. it is. So, Nick, how many animals do you want to hear out of seven? Three. He just goes Dang. right to three. Do you? It's like it's like pitch. Do it? It's like pitch. You Anybody go bigger, go do home. Two. Anybody want to try two? I get it now, but no, okay, no so, way. All right. So if he doesn't get it, we're gonna let you guys get in on this again. Okay. So here, here it is. Yeah, here. I feel like the lesser These you guess, animals. though, the less options. Like one of them has to be the right option, right? Mate, well, there's seven different animals that came in for this player. So here we go. Lion. Panther. How many? He said two or three. 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 <laughs> I don't know how this one got put in here. Giraffe. Oh. <laughs> lion, panther, giraffe. Well, I was going to say that pool of players. I was going to say lion for Paul Macbeth. Which is easily. These three, by the way, came in for the same player. So this is the same player we're talking about. So out of those three. So I'm just picking your, one player, yes, right? Out of the ones I listed. All right. So go ahead. Paul Macbeth. Ding, 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 ding. He actually got it right there. That's, a, that That's was an a, easy one. See, no, the only, the only reason that I potentially thought that could be wrong is because, like, for me, if I saw that post, no, I would have wrote goat. Well, I would have put a goat on there because here's the rest of them. Giraffe, werewolf, wolf, Tasmanian devil, goat. Go greatest of all. So time. just Sorry, so you know, how does giraffe play into? I do yeah. not know. And how is just that same thing that top? that one I'm internet guessing, troll? <laughs> I'm guessing that they they answered on the wrong player or something. But here's the deal. Goat. I put it last. I'm going to make the most obvious one last. Okay, that's how this is going to work. So here we go. The next player. Only four an different animals came in for this. So we're going to start with you. What do you want to bid on that? Four. I'm trying to remember all the names. Is it is it allowed to repeat the names? I'll repeat the names, including the ones we already missed, just because. Uh, Paul McBeth, Nate Sexton, Ricky Wysocki, Greg Barsby, Kevin Jones, Simon Lazat, Eagle, Jeremy. Okay. Coy. All right. It's it's not the most common players. So we, so Paul's done. We're not right. Paul is done. Anymore. Good job. So, so that's, six, that's elimination. So I'll, I'll do two. You want to try one? Anybody? No. All right. He went with two. Here we go. Baboon, lobster, <laughs> what? baboon, lobster, and if I do the parentheses for the lobster, it said something forehead, lobster, something forehead. And so both of these are describing one of those players. Yeah. One okay, yeah. baboon and lobster. I, I want to say baboon because almost, you know almost, who I would say would be baboon, but then the lobster. You almost feel bad saying the name because yeah. this is Dude, like. Right? Yeah. But lobster doesn't come into play with him. Like, okay, what's your what's your guess then? I'm sweating so bad from all. Why would I want to say Jeremy Colling when I hear baboon? <laughs> Please be right. But lobster doesn't make sense, so it's not going to be right. Oh, I'm crying. All right. Who do you go That's with? That's my guess. Jeremy Colling? It is not Jeremy Colling. So does anybody want to try to take it in three? Yeah, one more animal and to get it right. Three? Anybody going three? You get a point? Nick's oh, already got two. Yeah, I'll try. All right, Jerry. So here's the third. <laughs> Baboon, lobster, panda. Oh, my God. <laughs> So you know it's not well, Jeremy Cole. I had a second place, but now Panda. You know it it's not Jeremy Cole. Panda just, it just threw it out. Me further away. Yeah. So it's not Paul or Jeremy Cole. Baboon. What other pros were there? Baboon, lobster, panda. 
Oh, pros? Names, yeah. <laughs> um, Nate Sexton, Ricky, Greg, Kevin Jones, Simon Lazat, Eagle McMahon. See. Technically Jeremy Colling, but yeah, but he's already, he's already out. out for this round. Yeah. Dang. I, I have those a guess. Are, those Shot are, in the dark? Are not, I'm going to go Kevin Jones. No. Greg Barsby. That was going to be mine. Nope. Okay, so oh. ding, I, as the host, get the point. <laughs> it, baboon, lobster, panda, house cat. This is Nate Sexton. What? How okay, is that? That's, that doesn't that, that make any sense. Mean. There's nothing about Nate Sexton that this, says lobster. Is what, there even was, lobster in Oregon? Is this was literally... If baboon did, but This lobster, is literally what yeah. came in. Multiple answers for each of these people saying this is who they thought of as an animal when how they was, thought of it. I don't how know. How is anybody a lobster, really? Right. But I was, I was going to say Simon for lobster just because now he lives up here. Yeah. But there's nothing okay. about the here we go. Pacific Northwest. Here we go. Says, this one's going to be Mike's choice of what he wants to do here. There are six animals here. How many do you want to bid on? I'll, I'll do three. Ooh. <laughs> Give it to him. Anybody two? Give it to him. I'll do two. I need to I was like, I need points. I'll do two. <laughs> Yeah, he was next in line, so he said yeah, two. Okay. All right, Jerry's saying two. Here we then go. Then I'll do one. <clears throat> Meerkat. <laughs> eagle. Gazelle. Not eagle. Oh, uh, he's out. I got fancy. He's I didn't out. want to hear so the second the one. Yeah, right. It goes to the three. So yeah, give it a mic. This is Mike. So Meerkat, Gazelle, Honey Badger. Ricky Wysocki. Yes. Nice. Wow. <laughs> so is that two points? No, that's a point because it no had point. to go back to yeah. him. So... Technically, it's two to one right now, as in Nick has two, Mike has one. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, if we kept going, if we kept yeah, going. Yeah, that, that one is so obvious. Meerkat, gazelle, honey badger, weasel, pig for the disc, uh, raptor. Okay. Um, here we go. This one has eight. Um, it's going to Jerry to start on the bid. Since I got a dud. What are you going with? There's eight animals associated to this player. I'll go four. Here we go. Four. Sloth, rat, turtle from Finding Nemo, Cheshire cat. Your options left would be Greg, Kevin, Simon Lazat, Eagle, Jeremy Colling. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sloth, rat, turtle. From Finding Nemo. <laughs> Thank you for reiterating. <laughs> I, lo I love that. Cheshire Cat. I know. Uh, yeah, I have an idea. Jerry's gonna take I'm the worst at this game. Yo, I, to be fair, I don't know either. I guess I I'm going to go Barsby. It is Barsby. That's, that's ding, exactly ding, ding, who ding, I was going to say. So he has two points on the board now. When, they, the when, when he said the turtle from <laughs> Finding Nemo, I was like, that's totally the way Barsby talks. Like, yeah, it was so... Yeah, man. But who's coming up with this that's making those it's like comparisons? People, it's people that have never met these people. <laughs> that's <clearly>. hilarious. <laughs> lobster. I'm not going to get over Cause, lobster. Because the, yeah. the first one was sloth, right? What? In the yeah. World? And so I was like, germ. It, what about honey badger? Yeah, that was weird. What even is the correlation? We're back to Nick. All right, this one has eight animals. Nick, how many do you choose you can get it in? Give me two. Ooh. All right. Give me two. To be clear, we have eliminated Paul, Nate, Ricky, and Greg. So we have Coling, <laughs> Eagle, Kevin Jones? You have more than that. Simon, Eagle, Jeremy, Kevin Jones. Okay. Simon, Four Eagle, left. Jeremy, Kevin Jones. Okay. Here we go. Marmot. <laughs> what the heck is a marmot? I don't even know Ar what that is. Armadillo. Armad armadillo. That's a Texas armadillo. animal. Well, that's what you get for only picking two. So now you marmot, know. armadillo. What is a marmot? Can I have a hint on what a marmot nope. is, though? No, nope, because like, I don't know either, we, so I'm Matt, mad I didn't pick Matt, that. Matt, do we, do we have no. marmots in Massachusetts? I don't know, and I, I would probably say no. 
Do you know what a marmot is? You don't have to tell me, he but like, do you know. even know? He doesn't know. Either. Does anyone I know? Can kind do of you know what a gazelle it. is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can kind of visualize a is marmot. That like kind of oh, like, wait, wait, wait. Oh a marmot God. is kind Thanks. of like those like uh, underground animals. You ever watch that YouTube video where he's like, hey, hey. You ever see that one? Maybe so. I, I think those are marmots. Anyway. All right. Too so much. Marmot, too much. I was getting so marmot like and armadillo. And I got Simon Eagle, KJ, and Jeremy Colling. Jeez. That's, that's, yeah, still that's not a good one, but I'm going to go with Simon. No. Damn it. So Dang nobody it. else bid on that because they didn't want to go to one. So I don't know how to put this up. First person to raise their hand here and guess who it is. I'm just going to get it wrong. So <clears> I'm going to start give, reading. Yeah, give it a job. I'm going to start reading more order. animals. First hand to raise gets to answer. Here's the more animals. So marmot, armadillo, gorilla, boxer, orangutan, dog, frog, honey badger. Honey badger again. So there's only three options. So Jeremy it's got to be eagle. Huh? Eagle. No. He can get it. Who's okay? Who's it? Who's I the people again? You. So yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> just had to remember who's left. <laughs> Dang it! I'll take the other point, so that'll be two points oh, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Give it a mic. Sure. Give him. All right, give him ten shot. seconds. Give him ten seconds. Ten. I don't even remember who's there, left. That's why I know that's the problem. Just pick a random name. Just pick a random no. name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was Kevin Jones. So what is a gorilla boxer orangutan? Honey badger, frog. I don't know because his jump putts, frog maybe. I don't know. My goodness, like I said, yeah, these people is, have never met. This this game is flopping, but that's okay. This is fun for them. Wait, how do you spell marmot? Marmot. Marmot. M a r m o t. Okay, it, here we go. Like this is brain. back to this is. There's only three people left. Okay, for you to choose from. Jonathan. There's Simon five. Eagle. Oh, that's exactly Simon what it is. Eagle, Simon Jeremy. Eagle, Jeremy. That, hey, I got hey, it right. Yeah. yeah. Just give me one. One. One for get this it out right of five. Here. That's actually so albatross. Funny. Oh, God. none of those guys have ever gotten a albatross, but there's, I'm going to say eagle. That was a really good guess, but it's not right. You would have to hear more of the animals, I think. Yeah. Just take a guess. Simon. It is Simon. The other animals, this is kind of funny to me. Albatross, ostrich, greyhound, alien, <laughs> giraffe. Wait, is an alien an animal? <laughs> Do we know? Okay, so here we go. Final two. There's only Eagle and Jeremy Colling left. Let's just play this game. Just chime in when you get it, okay? Here we go. I want a buzzer. Here, yeah, just raise your hand or something. Okay. Just say it. Lemur, flying squirrel. Eagle. Yes, that's that's Eagle. Sloth and Eagle. I got to hear germs. All right, here it is. Come yeah, on, please be is... good. Fake them. If they're terrible, just come up with them. I'll just keep reading. Here we go. Bear. No. Giraffe. Okay. Llama. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Seal. That what? <laughs> well, if he lays down, you can Simba kind of... from Lion King. Simba. Hyena. Okay. Silverback gorilla. Okay. Big Bird. Yeah, I like okay. Big Bird. Start yes. with that one next. Time. Lava, lava, and Big got, Bird. I would have gotten it first. That would have been too easy. That's yeah. why I, I had oh, to put I it know. at the end. Yeah, I know. But Big Bird. So I just wanted to say this. We got kind of the we. This is not a world record show, but it's pretty close for us. So that was excellent. This was our first ever in studio. I don't know about you, Nick, but it's totally a different vibe having the guys or girls, whoever we have in studio. Uh, we want to say tremendous thank you uh, for what you guys are doing mm -hmm. out there. The questions I ask, they're not trying to slight you guys. It's it, We're making good content here. People want to listen. They're going to yeah. still be here two hours listening. So, yeah. So thank it's, you guys yeah, for coming. Insane. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank um, you for having us. Yeah.
keep up good work that you're doing out there. Is there anything you want to close out with that they should be looking for in the off season? I know you said you wait until give the yourselves off-season. a shout out. Where can we find you on Instagram? Yeah. All that jazz. <laughs> if they're watching our show and don't they know about usually, Jonas, yeah, they, <laughs> most of them usually know, but it's always like a thirty second plug. Just shout yourselves yeah. out. Jomez Pro Shop, you know, where can they get the merch? Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely it. We we are heavily, almost 100% these days, supported by the fans. So we definitely appreciate all the support we get from the Patreon to the merchandise to even just watching our videos to the, these days. That is, that's another revenue stream. So we can't ask for really anything else from, from the fans because they're already doing it. Um, just share it with your friends just go out there and play just introduce disc golf to more people and that helps us all it is is just getting more people to play in turn just keeps the whole thing going around for us and everyone else that's in disc golf and disc golf media so we appreciate it we've uh it's fun to just be back here with you guys you know um, four years later i guess three years later whatever it is um, four seasons later, I'll say yeah. it's been yeah. three years, we'll, but we'll it, for, I go by seasons, so that's why it feels yeah. like four years. But to be back I here in in Matt's basement, <laughs> to uh, honestly like, because like he said, we're sitting right over there, a few feet away, working, and and he hit me up. I remember I had to pull the message up just the other day because I was looking for your address and about how you're like, hey man. You know, he, Matt was one of the people that I'm talking about this being very hus- hospitable and saying, like, I've got a place for you guys to crash. I've got a place for your giant RV in New England. I know that sounds crazy, but I have space for it. Mm-hmm. And so here we are all these years later. And it's just like it's cool to have the type of friendships and, that we've been able to make just from a simple message reaching out and saying, like, I love what you guys do. I would love for you to come by while you're here and and it just it makes for these meaningful relationships all these years later so thank you matt and i love what you're doing with the show you and nick it's it's so much fun you guys have a really polished look thank you for having us not everyone takes the time to 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 make their show look good they just think that they can hit record and just go with it and you guys have a really great look to it and um yeah thanks for having us thank you yeah no we really appreciate you guys being on the show thank you for all you do in our sport To our folks listening right now and watching, please go on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, not only to the Nick and Matt show, but to Jomez Productions. We both would really appreciate it. Hit the thumbs up button to everyone listening through podcasts. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast channels. Uh, As always, really appreciate it. 2K giveaway coming up when we hit the 2K followers. Tell someone you love them this week, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) Nick, you're awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Nick and Matt Show. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social platform and subscribe on iTunes.